Alright, well, welcome to the GBH Bell Whiplash. It's been, I don't know, six weeks, seven weeks? Years. It feels like it. It feels like it's been absolutely ages. Welcome to the news. I wanted to do that for the minute we had to set up. Oh, that's strong. Yeah, I was going to wait until the video started so I could try mine. That's tell you strong. We, I suppose we should tell, say who we are before we tell them what it is. Yeah, well, Games, Brains and Headbanging head, Oh, fucking hell, you go. Games, Brains and Headbanging Life, GBHBL. That's it, really. Yeah, that's us. If you're um, watching this, then you're probably already on our YouTube channel. Mm. You may already know we are predominantly a website with Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and pretty much everything else you can think of. Uh, smoke signals. Yeah, basically. Pigeons. Yeah, just every little angle. by pigeon. Trying to get every little angle, really, aren't we now? Yep. And yeah. we have special beer. Mm. Which we just opened up. Uh, all the way from Northern Monk, uh, paid Northern Monk, uh, which is a brewery. Uh, they did a special run based around Barbarian Hermit, Solitary and Savagery, which of course... Solitude. Uh, what did I say? Solitary. Solitude and Savagery, Savagery which is Barbarian... <laughs> Fucking hell. He's only had one mouthful. I know, it's strong. Good stuff. It's strong, yeah. <laughs> Barbarian Hermit's uh, latest album release... Uh, the end of last year wicked album go check it out we've also got an interview with them on the youtube channel so make sure you do that in fact they did in that in that interview say they'd send me some but i ended up buying four myself yep um yeah it's strong call them out on it yeah it's all it, right though i quite like it i've got a feeling this is sort of stuff like um if you pour it in your arm it'll stain it's got that color in it already yeah. i can see along the top yeah it looks like, like coke like, yeah a bit like coca-cola yeah <laughs> yeah. it tastes nice though I like it so yeah far. yeah I know, so this, what was it 6.66% very metal um, so it's not the sort of thing you're going to drink like 20 of them oh god no uh, in a, on a heavy night but it instantly it, like, it reminds me of drinking just trying these L's out of bloodstock you know you know, and, being, and I'm going oh that's alright but I can only have one of them that yeah, kind yeah. of thing yeah, yeah. So, like the first one you try and you think yeah I like that and then when you go to the bar there's no way in the world you buy another one of them no you just want a really cold lager after you know, that the, yeah. next, the next day you might have one yeah well actually that's quite nice but what is awesome I don't know if people can see them or not is the mm. cans which have the artwork from the album isn't it that is the artwork isn't it yeah it is yeah yeah hand drawn illustration by Mr. Hass uh, yeah, it looks cool as fuck. It does, yeah. If you look little collectibles and all that sort of stuff, get yourself a couple of cans of this, drink it, and then keep the can. Order online by Northern Monk. Um, nice and cheap too, four pack. Yep. Oh, I think you buy them individually if you really want anyway as well, so you can do it that yep. way. If you're going to want to try one, there you If you, you go. don't like the band, it's beer. Yeah, yeah, but then why wouldn't you like the band? Check them out. It's, um, not, it's not gluten-free though. Yeah. Point that out. There's <laughs> a lot of gluten on it. And um, it is, what is it? It's an Indian pale ale. Yeah. So if you're looking for it, it's not a lager or anything like that. If you're looking for a lager. So where have we been? What, what's what been going on since we've been away? Well, lots. Basically, yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, I don't know. Where, okay. do, where, do, where do we start? Well, yeah, I mean, it's just real life, isn't it? Real life stops it, you know. We'd go yeah. one week and be like, okay, uh, let's leave it to the week after. Then I was ill. I didn't feel great. And then it's like, we're both really fucking tired from yeah. work. So, okay, got well, to find a point. And this has worked out great because you happen to be working from home tomorrow. I happen to be off. So this all worked out fine. And it's about bloody time. But it does make good doing, you know, going, oh, what was the news like? Well, that's like six weeks old. Yeah. You know? Luckily, like, there's there's always something. There is. Re- relevant, isn't there? Yeah, there's, there's always, always something. things that come up. Um, and of course, we've got tracks. We've got five tracks, five tracks uh, across this podcast to play. And we'll, we'll start with one now, as we always do. We'll start with a track. Uh, and it's from Scottish Melodic, melodic Black Metal Project, Decant. 
uh, who's released their latest. What was that? Who was Decant. Decant. Oh, no, I said Decant. <laughs> yeah. Decant. Uh, Scottish melodic, melodic black metal project Decant has released its latest album entitled A Rose Will Die. It's a real step up for the one man project. We gave it 8 out of 10 recently on the uh, site, so go check that out. Uh, the constantly pressing style should get old, but Decant has a way of adding emotive passages and flashes of uplifting, sorrowful moments that keep things quite focused. And that makes uh, that focus makes A Rose Will Die a superior release, particularly uh, following um, the first album, which was reviewed, I think, in 2017, which was a, a good but flawed album. He He's listened to critic criticisms um, and certainly certainly upped his game on this one, I think. It's a, it's a very good album, well worth checking out. And we're going to play the track, opening track from that. It's entitled One. Uh, all the tracks, in fact, tracks one to eight are entitled one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, right. eight. So it's just one, uh, the number one as well. And this is that, so enjoy.
Right, well, I suppose the biggest news, and it's weird because it almost doesn't doesn't apply to us, but it does in a way. The biggest news recently and a talking <clears throat> point is the death of Prodigy frontman mm. Keith Flint, who's died at age 49, and now I believe it's he's believed to have committed suicide. Yeah, that's word on the street. Yeah, that's, I guess yeah. he took his own life. I think I think of. Uh, a fellow band member actually tweeted out something along those lines. That's, oh. where, that's where the story came. And it, it was put in quotations anyway, whether or not it's a real quote, who knows these days, to be honest. But it said something like, uh, about, you know, sorry, that, you know, he, he took it, he took his own life last night or something like that. So it looked mm. like it was confirmed by the band. Well, yeah, but if it's a band, he would surely know. Whoever yeah. found Keith there dead would then probably have contacted them next, presumably, presumably you know, presume they're yeah. best I mean, friends or something. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, you never know with these things. Of I don't, I don't, you know, when like you said, Prodigy are one of those, one of those bands that would all they've they've, been, they've appeared at things like Download, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess there's a lot of appreciation in some metal circles for things like the Prodigy. Yeah, but um, we were probably more the likely to criticise. The, the fact that they'd be playing at download or yes. something that's the yeah. truth of it you know yeah. I like a couple of Prodigy songs I like the ones that everyone else likes I like the song Breathe it's got a cool little guitar bit okay yeah it. yeah yeah. Um, Firestarter you know basically I think that Snap album was called like bit, The Fat not... of the Land that's it yeah and Fat that of was the like land. the one that kind of had a bit more kind of crossover metal stuff in it but what people forget and I really don't like is everything pre that all that outer space sort of stuff. You're like, I'm descending to outer space. <laughs> <laughs> all that stuff. Like proper, proper hardcore ravey techno stuff. Well, that's how I always saw them. You know? You know? So, I understand there was a punk attitude and they had like moments that would cross over <clears> and so on. But to me, they were always going to be a dance, techno, that combination yeah. of things. So there was never any appeal there. No. I didn't even really but like what, the hits. But what they were, and like this is, I guess, where, where I can appreciate them, is they were uh, alternative. They were shocking. Mm. They dressed. They, they, they parents feared. You know, like parents yeah. hated their kids being. You know what I mean? They were. They were everything that metal bands kind of do, but not necessarily directly in metal yeah. itself. And that's you kind of you know you have to kind of like appreciate that the fact that they were out there putting songs out there that were getting censored everywhere. People were refusing to sell the fat of the land in yeah. in shops because it had that smack my bitch up song. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The video. And that's for all that. stuff that we yeah. suffer from. So you kind of appreciate the fact that they're uh, an antagonists. If you know? if you'd show me a picture of Keith Flint, say uh, from from Fat of the Land era, yeah. and said, "Well, what 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 kind of music does he play?" I'd have been like, "Punk, country, punk." You know, what I mean? yeah, like, no, I don't, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Like, I mean, he had, have... a, he had a style of his own. Yeah, but I, you know, I do know a lot of people that were actually quite big fans of Prodigy, and yeah. I guess the one other thing that's a real crossover into our area, but actually just everywhere at the moment, is the fact that it's another high-profile suicide. Yes, you know, and whatever type of music that falls into. It's certainly something that I don't know if it's necessarily happening more these days, but it's certainly publicised more. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely you know, paying more attention to it. It's like that whole thing, you know, where people say, oh, there were no rapists back in our day. And it's like, no, yeah. there were. They just had, it wasn't social media. <laughs> you just didn't know. So you, you never know, like, and, and, and whether part of what's going on these days is that actually it's not that there are that many more high profile suicides. It's just that they're now very, very quickly in the public eye. Yeah. Whereas maybe they weren't so much in the past. But either way, it doesn't make it okay. Yeah, because as soon as someone, someone's been found dead, it's yeah. out there. Uh, it's super quick a, it's a very strange thing because I like I, I look I didn't look in I didn't research it like deeply you know I'm not going to pretend I did but yeah. the bits that I read right were that I think everyone would have guessed this anyway right but the prodigy at least for a period of their lives were bang on drugs mm. alcohol you know what they were they weren't just an image they were living to that image yeah you know and that 
there were problems in the band and this might be going back like a while this might be going back like eight nine years ago yeah um maybe longer and between keith and the rest of them because he was the one who i guess was mr excess Mm-hmm. Right, I can believe that, and it ended up with him going into rehabilitation. I don't know if he went into a place or he had, you know, it done like classes or something like yep. that. But he ended up in rehab, and he came out of that clean. And there are interviews. I read an interview. I read. I read a snippet of an interview with him after a few years of being clean, like alcohol free, drug free, all that sort of stuff. Yep. And him talking about how he was doing well, but he wasn't going to lie. It was tough. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like you almost don't know what to do with yourself. And what he ended up doing, really strangely, is apparently I didn't know this, but apparently, and I don't know where in the country it was, but apparently, him and his wife, or, or girlfriend, or whatever it was, they bought like an old kind of country pub in the village, oh. and uh, they they restored it, and they had they were running it. They were actually running the pub. Wow! You know, so Keith Flinch behind the bar. That's fucking weird, yeah. isn't it? but this is it's so typical of the stories that we get these days around suicide, isn't it? Which is actually when you look into the stories of it, it seems that they had their hard time, and now they're not better is not the right word but they're in a better place you know they got through the rehab he's no longer on the drugs he's no longer on the drink he's got he's restored a pub he's living there with yeah. his girlfriend wife i don't know if there are kids involved or anything mm. like that you know and all that sort of stuff and everything's like hunky-dory and then they kill themselves yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What i mean it's, it's always it's, it's a strange thing because you almost feel like i'm not trying to advocate timings of suicide or anything like that but you, you'd think it would come more at the pits of when you're at your lowest which might be you know the minute one before going into rehab yeah that, that's your lowest point but it just goes to show that mental illness like it you know it isn't curable it's there for for good and uh, yeah yeah you know it can just it ruin takes, ugly yeah. head yeah exactly it just yeah. takes a minute for it to creep back up on you and that's it yeah yeah so yeah it's a sad story another yeah. sad story it is yeah um again i think he's 49 yeah 49 was 49, wasn't yeah he? you know so it's not it's sad that he felt that he had to do it but it's also sad for the people that get left behind and pick of up course. the pieces you yeah know. yeah yeah, of lots of the kind of unspoken victims of, of suicide. Yeah, yeah, you know? of course, of course. Mm. And on that positive note, <laughs> yeah. On that note, then let's move on to another person who isn't dead. <laughs> That's a weird segue. Yeah. Did you see this about Doyle, the Misfits guitarist, who kind of went on a bit of a, a rant almost about having to do meet and greets to make up money oh, that he's that, losing yeah, by legal people, download streaming, yeah, people aren't buying and albums. he fucking hates it. He yeah. hates doing meet and greets and all that. Oh man! When I re- oh this this. I mean, if you're a big fan of the guy, that's gonna feel like a like a bit of a kick in the teeth. But I kind of ex- like, like appreciate the honesty <laughs> a little bit. You know, there's no point in him coming out and like pretending that he. Actually, you know, there are people that you know aren't necessarily people pe- persons or social skilled, mm. and, and they don't like doing that sort of stuff. And if he feels that he's forced into it because he's not making enough money. You know, as like I said, if he's a hero of yours or something like that, that's gonna be a bit like yeah. oh, that's gonna make you cringe a little bit. However, you know, he's not a hero of mine, um, and I just think like, okay, well, fair enough. Yeah, I yeah, see, yeah. I it doesn't really come... affect me at all. I mean, I only, I mean, don't get me wrong. I never really believe that many bands uh, want to do meet and greets. No, like because you know, ultimately, but would, would anyone in any point of their life, would you, for any reason whatsoever, be like? For, it's hard to put yourself into the situation, but in a situation where you felt like you had no choice at once a week or every three nights on a tour or something like that, that you had to go out and stand with a room full of strangers and talk to them. Well, yeah. But it's, it's just no people. It's not a natural thing for most people to do. It depends on how much of a socialite you are in regards to that band. I hate know? getting on the fucking train. There's too many yeah, but people you're on, that. You're unsociable as fuck, so yeah, you're not doing it. But what, what, what I'm saying is, come, this is something that doesn't need to be said. 
if you because if you're going to continue doing meet and greets, you're basically landing a market to anyone anyone who wants to buy meet and greets in the future. The, the second yeah, they're going to feel a bit uncomfortable doing it, even if they do it now. Yeah, but not only that as well. To blame illegal downloading of music at this stage now, I, I, I at this stage in music, there can't be many. The, the percentage of illegal downloaders out there has got to be at a record low because of streaming. Because yeah. of YouTube, because of that, why you just there are so many free ways you can literally even. But was if, it specifically illegal downloading? Yeah, he, or was he, he talking he, about streaming? No, as well? he talked about illegal downloads. Oh, okay. um, I took it as he meant like just you know online music. No, I, th- if it was all that, and he was sort of saying like the way the music industry is now is I can't make enough money. But I don't want to be funny about this as well. But Doyle, your your name comes from being the guitarist in the Misfits. When you're going out on your solo stuff, you're gonna end up playing to the fucking pub. You're gonna yeah, do that because. Yeah. You know, you're not the misfits. You're the guy in the misfits, and your solo stuff has never blown me away. Yeah. Why am I talking as if I'm speaking to him? What I'm saying is, if you don't want to do meet and greets, there are other ways you can do this. We've talked about it before about being smart with your merch, doing this and that kind of thing. But going out and going, I hate doing meet and greets because I don't want to meet these people, and it's all these um, uh, I can't remember what word something like parasites or something like that to describe taking taking his music for illegal download. It's like, mate. I will I- say, and I'm sure I do agree with him that if you are still downloading mm-hmm. music illegally. When you can bloody stream it unlimited amount of music for like a five or a fucking month, absolutely. Then yeah, you are a parasite. Of course you are. Yeah, so I just wanted to chuck. Yeah, that yeah in we there. <laughs> we will never change our stance yeah. now. So it's absolutely. not about him calling calling them parasites. We agree completely. Hundred percent. Yeah, you can do it. You can pay a very small fee for streaming and stream as much as you want. Shit, you can use YouTube if you want to. If you want to even have a lot of it free in that regards. You know, it it doesn't impact me at this whole door thing, right? But the thing that that I, like if it was somebody that I cared deeply about. Uh, you know, you have this all kind of um, built up image, don't you, in your head of what bands are like and how they do it because they love the music yep. and they love the fans and they're grateful for you being there. And actually them meeting you might almost be a little bit of a treat as much as it yeah. is for you meeting them. And that's kind of the persona you want to kind of believe. Yeah, yeah. You know, that big high energy enthusiasm. We love you guys. And then when they come down, they really mean it. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's what you want. And that kind of gives you the impression that, that yeah, it's it's more of a business arrangement. Imagine uh, a month after we did, we've done a meet and greet in the past with Machine Head. Imagine a month after that, Rob Flynn had come out and gone, "I fucking hate doing all this yeah. shit. I only do it because those bastards keep stealing my music." Would be, he'd be a bit like, "Oh, that that's just that just taints that." Yeah, no, it would. You know, yeah, that's kind of how I sort of see it. Yeah, it would taint that. Yeah. yeah. But there you go. Maybe you've got a different opinion on it. Maybe you think he's 100% right and that you, you they shouldn't have to. And of course, well, I mean, they shouldn't have to. Of course they shouldn't have to. If you're having to do that to make a living as a guitarist and stuff like that, that sucks. But I'd always sort of say to someone like Doyle as well, look at the amount of small bands who finish their set, go on a merch stand yeah. um, and do this and do that. They're, they're, they're forced to. Do you know what I mean? They have to. And then they go and do their jobs and stuff like that. You know, he's still in a position where, yeah. you know, he, he can, he can all he, it takes him to do is go and meet some of his adoring fan base and say hello and shake their hand and sign a few shit yeah and you're gonna get mad about having to do that dude man that's what dude yeah yeah <laughs> um so yeah slipknot's got a new album's got a release date yeah uh, i only found this out today of all fucking things yeah i um, think i think it only got like announced last night or something like that yeah I seeing it around about the not fest because it was like oh if you bought tickets you get the album download and like not fest the tory not fest is a pretty solid lineup isn't it? it's slipknot uh, Behemoth, Volbeat, and one more I'm missing, but that uh, touring lineup looks pretty tasty. America, obviously, yeah. so it's not for here. Yeah, you'd imagine it'll come. Well, maybe not the same lineup, but they'll tour the death out of this album. Oh yeah, I mean, oh yeah. I expect them to be on tour for the next three, four years Absolutely. after it's released. To be honest, yeah, yeah. And if <clears throat> and for your 
viewing knowledge, our next 10 things we love and hate about a band one is Slipknot. Slipknot. Which is, you know, I just kind of moved off the date. Not just Corey. No, no. Although it's come up a fair <laughs> <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> yes, <he does. laughs> um, the date made me laugh. The date this comes out. Yes, what is it? It's your birthday. Oh, he knows. It actually comes out on my birthday. Yeah. Slipknot released an album on my 35th birthday. That's, yeah, that's... I mean, I'm pretty sure that's why they did it. I would hope so. You know, happy birthday, Carl. Not not that we'll get a chance to listen to it, though, because we'll be at fucking Bloodstock. That's Friday as well of Bloodstock. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Thursday the 8th, Friday the 9th. So, yeah, we won't won't even hear that until, like... I don't know. We might... We'll see. We might get it. You never know. In the uh, the, uh, website. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What label are they Uh, I think they're still Roadrunner, aren't they? Oh, then we won't. We've got... We're not... I think they are. I think they're, like, probably one of the last standing... If it's Roadrunner, Roadrunner we've, got no, we've got no relationship with Roadrunner. Yeah. Um, it's got, yeah. But there we go. We're too metal, that's why. Yeah, Nuclear yeah way blast. too much for them. <laughs> but yeah, it's got no title yet, so expect something coming soon, I'll imagine, a title, track list. Yeah, I mean, between now and August, expect news to drop something where it'll you know, be a title, maybe in a week's time, a track, a couple of, a new single, I guess, yeah. coming up soon, there's got to be one soon. Track list will come out. It'll basically be a media train now. Between now and pro- probably August the 9th. Yeah, just getting just rolling rolling you know, up. Expect to see a lot of Corey mm. um, articles and stuff like that. Just because I mean it's the right thing to do. They should do. It. I'm not saying they shouldn't do it. <laughs> they should pump it up. But uh, yeah, I would expect well, to well, be. Well, we'll talk about it as much as we can be bothered to, as as is often the case with yeah. Slipknot. First single was good. Keep the music good. We'll talk about it quite a bit. Yeah, there you go. It's as easy as that. Yep. Have you ever listened to Attila? I have listened to Attila, but only because I there's. There's a lot of love, but there's also quite a lot of hate for them. Yeah. This, is, this isn't for a while, man. But I have listened to them to hear what all the fuss was about, like why they were hated, why they were like that sort of thing. And, you know, I didn't probably make it for a song. And I know that therefore means that I'm not qualified to judge them, but that's the instant impression I got from listening to Attila was this isn't for me. Mm. I don't like it. I yeah. don't like it. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, so that was the end of it for me. Now, the only reason I bring it up is I've <clears throat> always wanted to bring it up ever since... Um... I did a review for the latest Attila album, the second Attila album I've done. Uh, villain? Villain, yeah, Villain. Um, and it was it was oh, mostly negative. I think I did praise one particular song that I was kind of like, similar to, um, what's the gun band? The ones that love guns. Oh, and, King 810. King 810. Yeah. Similar to that album in the fact that it's most of it's bollocks. And then there's like one song where it's just like, wait, is this the same band? Because King 810's new album has that, where it's like, there's two songs in that, in fact. Where it's all like, oh yeah, we're gonna shoot you and we're gonna stick our guns at your bum. Those aren't the lyrics, but you know, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. And then there were two songs in that, and I remember just being like, is this the fucking same band? Yeah, like they're they're that good and different and stuff. Same with the Tillet. They've got I think one song near the end. I can't remember the title of it, but I did a video review, as is often the case in the YouTube channel. And I I'm the nod over this one because I've tried to keep the YouTube channel rated to more positive reviews only. Um, not 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 because oh I don't want to put any negativity up and get a deal with the scorn of the internet, but because they the the ones I'm positive about are easier to record and talk about and be excited about. Where um, the negative ones are just you know what's the point? Me just saying something shit. It's it's yeah. it's always gonna yeah. yeah. But a few popped up in a row and I kind of had to. I realized it was gonna happen and I was worried that I knew I was gonna do in flames and I I knew uh, I'd written the written review and was like it's basically run of the mill. And I'm going to have to say that. And it's a lengthy one as well. Yeah. And uh, Rajanat fan base is quite rabid. Now, thankfully, the pushback in that was actually not too bad. But I decided to preempt it. And I decided to do an Attila video review. And I was like, this will be a good opportunity for me to acclimatize myself to something I'm not used to. Which is anger directed at you and thing. And even then, it wasn't loads. It's not like I got 
no, bombarded no. by a thousand comments. But what it was, one of the things that have always worried me is that, and if you're not a Telefan and you're a lovely person and all that, I don't mean to lump you with this, but there is a perception that we have of Attila and Attila's fan base. Um, and if you if you if you know what I mean, and I don't even got in detail about it, but the most frustrating thing was to see that fucking proven, only by a handful of comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just like, god damn it, like. You know, I, I, very important in video review as well. As I change, I didn't. What I normally do is just read read what I wrote, and maybe change a few words in there. This I decided not. I decided to change a lot of it. Yeah. And I kind of went down the route of what am I missing? Why do you like them? Yeah. yeah. Hoping that would spark. It didn't. Yeah. Uh, there was one one or two. I deleted a lot of comments because I decided to sort of self moderate the comments. Um, and I left some up that were people just trying to explain and say, look, you're wrong because of this. Yeah. Cool, no worries. Yeah. That's not a problem. It's when you come out and you start calling, not just me names, but I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you an entire comment, but basically it, it was an, an insult that was used, is a derogatory term for a gay person. And uh, I should get the fuck out of metal. Yeah. Um, and that he, he'd meet me on the dance floor, which was weird. Yeah. And um, that was a weird one. Um. But I remember just thinking, oh my God, what on earth possessed you to write that? Like you haven't even said anything about the album. You've just said, you don't like it. You're wrong. So you are this. And I just remember thinking, wow. Like you always hear that YouTube comments are like the fucking cesspit of yeah, thing, you know? They are. But wow. All you know? comments are, or most comments are anyway. The problem with comments is, is that you never know who's saying it because they adore the band or who's just saying it because they can see this is stirring things up a bit. I'm going to jump in there mm. and, and troll a little bit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You never know. Um, people are entitled to their opinions, aren't they? I, I, you know, of course. For, for me, I, 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 I don't particularly give a monkey about negativity or anything like that. So yeah. for me, it's, it's probably easier because it's like water for ducks back. I find it quite funny. Yep. I do to you know, this comment to a degree I find funny because it, I mean a lot of the time when negativity is put out there like you said it's a, more of a it's a rant isn't it it's a little blasted rant yep. with very little context to what the reasoning behind it is what the video itself get out of metal but meeting on a dance floor suggests that you know are you sure you're actually even into metal yeah yeah do you yeah. know what I mean it's all very very strange but you know the reality of these sorts of things is it's, it's just as likely to be a fucking 12 year old kid exactly sitting at home trying to think of uh, uh, the best insult he can come up with because he likes Attila. Yeah. You know, and, that, and that's really what it is. And we'll put it out there I again. Mean, it sucks, doesn't it? But, you know. We'll put it out again. If you like this band, if you love this band, um, why? Because that's the question I keep going back to. What is it? Explain it to me. Do not turn around and say, well, they're heavy because that's being done by anything. Oh, they don't give a, don't tell me they don't give a fuck. Because again, I could name you X amount of bands that say they don't give a fuck. And yeah, I, but if not giving a fuck is turning around and saying singing songs about having your dick sucked, if that's what don't giving a fuck is, like I felt that's not to me. That's just like shit lyrics. Shit lyrics. That's shit lyrics. You know, that's that's white boy twenty year old rapper with tattoos on his teeth. Fucking yeah. shit. You but know? then they, even even white boy twenty year old rapper with tattoos on his teeth had their fan bases. They do. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. You know, weirdly I said that and the first thing I thought was Machine Gun Kelly. And he ain't got tattoos in his teeth, but that's no, no, what no. I thought of, you know? <laughs> no. Anyway, we'll move on from that. Do you remember No. Uh, your While She Sleeps show at the oh, yeah, Shep- uh, Shepherd's Bush um, at the Roundhouse mm-hmm. uh, that they briefly stopped to say about phone thieves? Yeah. Do you remember that? I do remember. Yeah. I've actually read quite a bit on the, what happened during the week. Roundhouse themselves put up a picture of While She Sleeps saying like, well, what a gig, that sort of thing. Yeah. And um, there were quite a few comments on that, which brought up the mobile phone thing. 
uh, people saying they were the ones that had theirs nicked and everything like mm. that, you know. So I found out more of it through the comments on that picture than I did anywhere else. And there were some really strange comments again. I know comments are strange, but one, one person in particular, I can't remember it. I wouldn't name them if I did remember who it was. Yeah. Because I kind of understood what they meant, but I think they're wrong, which was that they were really pissed off at the band for the fact that they haven't come out and apologised uh, after the gig to the people that what? had lost their phones. Oh, for God's sake. And I was like, you know, and a lot of people sort of were like, it's not really on the band, to it's be honest. They did really everything they could. Them. They made people aware. You know, and there were other people that were like, well, they could have stopped the gig for a bit and, you know, that sort of stuff. It's like, there's things you, you can do, there's things you can't do. What I didn't realise, and I, I, I don't know how realistic this is, I didn't know that all this, you know, it's really weird that we don't know this stuff's happening around us, right? Mm. Um, not just that there were quite a few apparently taken. Like, you know, it wasn't like two phones. No, it was apparently quite a few, yeah. Yeah. But secondly, that um, according to these comment sections, people were, like, it was it was being talked about in the venue, as in everybody knew. The bar staff knew, security guards knew, everyone knew it was happening. Mm. And there were people, as I said, lost their phone, and they went they would go up to the bar people and say, like, has a phone been handed in? And they say, oh, no, go out in the hallway. They were all out there. Like, as in the, the, and you go out there, and there was apparently, like, 100 people all out there with the security. Wow. You know, and and there was this thing where they were searching the bags of everyone who exited. Oh wow! But only like the people that were exiting during the gig, because you obviously and I do understand oh. this. Once the show's ended and you have your mass exodus, it's almost impossible to hold people. And no, you just, just got those out. Yeah, you know, mm. the one person did point out something which I didn't really notice at the time, but thinking back on it, I do I do kind of think i've noticed now which is that it's the first time they've ever been at a show especially at a big venue like the roundhouse where there were no um people working as in within the crowd usually you have people moving about in yellow coats with torches and all that sort of stuff and while there were people at the door and even the people that were standing at the door you know when you have to come in second door with your ticket Mm. they weren't dressed in outfits or anything like that they were they so i don't know if they were massively understaffed Mm. It wouldn't have had an impact, but it might have had an impact on the volume of phones. That it wouldn't have changed the fact that a person would have come in or not because they yep. wouldn't have known that. Yeah, it might have just made their task easier that mm. night, nicking phones when they're like, "Oh, sweet, there isn't a single person walking about in this yeah, crowd yeah, whatsoever yeah. with a torch looking at anything." Wow, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, just because evening the Evening Standard, which is a, um, a piece of shit newspaper <laughs> um, that uh, that runs in the UK. Uh, reported that it was a hundred, up nearly a hundred phones and stuff. Like yeah, that, I know? mean, I've no idea how real real that is or not. Of course, it, it, it's hard to imagine it being that much. I mean, it maybe is, and I don't know. You think of like a right at a venue, like even at the Roundhouse. Yeah, yeah. this stuff was apparently going down in the pit. Mm. Yeah, you know, and that's a hundred people. That is pretty much the. That's the a most huge, of the pit. Yeah, that's a huge. You know, that's taking almost people. every phone off every person yeah. in the pit, and that's what makes it quite hard because the people on the outside, like we weren't experiencing anything like no, that. No, no. Because you're standing there and you're watching. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think it as well? Like, I mean, I guess, uh, where do you put your phone in a gig? Um, if you're going in a pit and all that, like, are, are, are people still leaving their phones in their back pockets? Like, my phone's in my front yeah. uh, left or right I pocket. I see people, like, all the time, man, just walking down the street with it half hanging out their back pocket. Yeah, it's just... And, like, I, I, I've, I've thought with myself before, it's just, like, if I was a little, like, thing, I could easily just walk that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Easy. 
So basically, just watch the shit, people. Hey, it's like, it's that a great was a excuse to keep your phone locked away while you're at a gig and not have to hold it up the whole time. There's that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you can get that in the pit. I mean, maybe that's like where you're not swiping them. Do you know what I mean? Because even in the pit, you got some geezer. There was a geezer like standing in there when I was in there for a bit, holding the phone up in the air, like trying to mosh oh, while filming. Yeah, yeah. And again, you're like, you know what? Like, if I swipe that out of your hand now, I'd be gone before you've even realised. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you can't do nothing about it. No. Picking people up on the crowd and pushing them across. The amount of people that I lifted up, because I'm bigger than a lot of the people in there are, mm. so they're all asking me to lift them up. Yeah. The amount of people you're pushing along, and there's wallets, phones, everything going by in your hand. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. you're like, literally, I could just, you just know, pull one out. You'll never do it, because, you know, yeah, you're not an raised differently, I guess, but yeah. people will. So look after your property, man. It ain't on the band. It ain't on the venue to protect your own gear. Yeah. It'd be great if they could help us do it. But it's not on them. If you go in there with a phone and you get pickpocketed or lose it, I kind of feel a little bit it's on you. You know, it sucks that the person's doing that, but that happens everywhere. It happens on the street, it happens on the train, yep. it happens everywhere. And outside of the venue, you wouldn't like, uh, so if you get pickpocketed on the train, you wouldn't ring up Transport for London and say like, that's on you. No, no. Or, or you well, know, like the trains, you might do, people might do, don't get me wrong, but yeah, they would actually do. Walking down the street, us, yeah. you're not going to ring up the council and go, "I just got pickpocketed on your streets." No. Why are you not protecting me? Venues or in a pub? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's, it's your own personal stuff. It's kind of on you to look after it. Oh yeah. I don't know. Like, it, I, I mean, the thing that you always wish would happen out of this, and I don't know if it did. I, I don't think it did because it probably would have been more talked about. Mm. Is that someone? If a hundred phones got took in there. Unless this was a crew, like, yep. you know, I'm talking like 10 or 12 of them out there taking yeah. them from all over the yep. place. Like, I find it hard to understand how nobody noticed anyone doing it. Yeah. And if you've noticed it, like, why you haven't just, like, grabbed the geezer up a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, like pull him back in. Yeah, like, you, you pull you know what I mean? He's going to be walking about with a bag and he's going to have loads of phones in it. If you see him pull a phone out of his pocket or you feel him, you know, you've heard about the phone thing, you feel some geezer, like, trying to swipe something out of your pocket, like, just grab him. Yeah. Grab him. Get the fucking bag off his back. Tell everyone around you this is the geezer that's nicking phones or whatever, and let him deal yeah, with it. Yeah, it's the thing as well. Like you're gonna be having a great time, people, but just be fucking aware. Particularly if you, if you, if you want, if you're planning to go to this a gig and you're like, I'm going to be in that pit for the entire hour and a half to on stage. Yeah, don't bring such shit with you then. Like yeah. leave your phone at home if you if you if you can. Just leave it. Yeah, leave, leave it your home. rucksack at home. Yeah, I mean, you know? it could even be that. You know, you got your people standing there right, right into the pit and all that with their rucksack on the back. Yeah, you just stand behind them and unzip the thing, take what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's so easy to do it. Not that you want people to be doing it, and you don't want people to be worried about going to gigs because of it happening. Mm. But you're just in any other walk of life. It's going to happen everywhere. Just be aware. That's it, basically. That's kind of what was Wait the, the sort of thing up, for man. it. Yeah. Anyway, talking about uh, another piece of shit. Well, <laughs> oh, this one's not a newspaper. This is a tabloid. Did you see this thing about The Sun, which is a UK paper, pretty famous one, Yeah. Uh, having to pay the Labour Shadow Justice Secretary £30,000 uh, in libel damages after claiming he had joined a band that, and this is their words, delights in Nazi imagery. Yeah, I mean... I, what was the band, Brendan? Well, I know it's Dream Troll. <laughs> it's like a Dream Troll. <laughs> I knew about... I mean, I've been following this story for about the best part of like almost two years now, maybe, maybe a year and a half. But I remember sharing the original post on the website when... The Sun ran it, mm. and they ran it with the headlines with the two S's like they were Nazis. Yeah. Singers. But slightly adjusted, because actually it doesn't look like that in Dream Trolls no. thingy whatsoever. It's a spoof of Black Sabbath's We Sold Our Soul uh, um, to yeah. Rock and Roll. And it was, purely, um, it was purely a tabloid using it as a way to attack politicians mm-hmm. without thinking the band or anything would give a monkey about this. It's just us attacking a politician. Yeah. Look, your politicians are, are Satanists. Yeah, a Labour one you as know, well, yeah. That sort of stuff. That's literally all it was. 
and um, yeah, I guess they weren't possibly expecting. The, there was quite there was quite a backlash in terms of like the Labour guy didn't just take it. That's right. Yeah, you yeah. Know, he, he wasn't happy with it. He went for them. The band brought it up. Lots of people got behind it, and uh, yeah. Good on them. They yeah. won. <laughs> and he also announced that all of his winnings would be going to a charity, a local charity to them as well. So it wasn't done to get money. It was done to basically show up the tabloids for fake news. Mm. Just, you know, when I uh, when it came away and I was like, Nazis? Dream mm. Troll? I, I mean, was like, wait. There are bands you could levy bands? that. You could levy that against. Do you know what I mean? But like, Dream Troll are so far from that. And actually, do you know, because, because um, he does vocals on one of the songs That's on their right, first yeah. album. And I can't remember the name of the song now but uh basically it's, it's really funny because he does it like there's it's it's a song about a troll yep and uh, uh, there's a passage in it where he reads almost spoken word but in a slightly kind of trollish voice oh okay you know? i've actually been and on, it's yeah. really really cool you know you would never like you know and but it is it's it's power folk kind of music yep you yeah know that's what, I mean? what it is it's, yeah you know, a splash of kind of thrashy, kind of old school, new wave of British heavy metal yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, it's so far from not only Satanist in time in terms of music, but also I think the main levy they were saying was about Satanic imagery. Mm. But you've seen the Dream Top Stroll stuff. Their stuff is like, yeah, this isn't this isn't Satanic imagery at all. We pull them out. We have the Knights Rebellion and the Witch's Curse cassettes. None of you can see them. It's He-Man. Yeah. It's not basically. Satan. Yeah. Let's, let's see, have a look at this quickly, see if I can uh, recognise the name. Has it got the track list on it? On the cassette inside? Yeah. Yeah, it might be. Uh, oh, anyway. It's one of them. <laughs> I can't remember. But anyway, it's really cool. If you want to hear a Labour politician who's actually a metal fan. Yeah. Then, Which is rare as fuck. Yeah. And also I hear a, a damn good band. Then check out Dream Troll. The extreme Dream. satanic black metal Dream Troll. Yes. <laughs> Naughty bastards. It's one of those things, isn't it? If the Suns say it's crap, it's probably worth looking into. Yeah. Yeah, basically, <laughs> you, just, know. you can't trust them. Right, let's play another track for you then. Uh, formed in 2015, the Vesterius and Stockholm-based act Three Dead Fingers are compi- comprised of five cold-blooded teenagers aged between 13 and 14 years old. They incorporate the irresistibility of mid-90s mellow death, fury of old-school trash, thrash, speed of traditional metal, and a little bit of groove of new metal. The Swede Quintet are all set for the release of their debut full-length Breed of the Devil, slated for worldwide release on April 5th, 2019, under the flag of Bleeding Music Records. This is Celestial Blasphemy. Oh, I, can't, I can never say that word. Can you read that for me? This is... Blasphemy. Celestial... This is Celestial Blasphemy from yep. that album. Yep. There you go. <laughs>
Right, it's been so long since we've done this. It is, as always, we're doing festivals. Now, festivals. Uh, yeah, I have to approach this a bit differently because uh, I was sitting there and I was going through the news and looking at the festival things and I got lost, particularly with Rambler Man, who have this maddening way of doing their announcements. Yeah. Just fucking lump them together and stop doing one here and then nothing, yeah. you know? So instead of just going, this is Rambler Man's latest announcements, we're actually just going to go through what they've got in the lineup because it's not loads. Yeah. And it'll give you a clearer picture of what's going on with Ramblin' Man. If you don't know, Ramblin' Man Fair is a UK festival, Maidstone in Kent, uh, local to us. Yep. 19th of July to the 21st of July 2019. So time-wise, fingers crossed, you get, get, get great weather for it. So we're going to go for each stage uh, and each day at what this current lineup is. Um, Friday, which is not really a proper full day. It's kind no, of it's fun not... at the park. Yeah, and it's... Uh... I think it's um I might be wrong on this. I don't know if you can buy tickets for it, but I thought it was only for the people that have bought VIP. Interesting. As well, I'm not sure. I'm I, not might, sh- I might be wrong on that, but I, I I thought it wasn't like when if you buy a weekend ticket, you get Saturday and Sunday. I know that mm. much. You don't get Friday, Saturday, right. and Sunday. So Friday might be a separate thing. Maybe it's called fun at the fair, whereas the rest are called like um, uh, what's call it like Rambling. main stage rambling yeah. man, like day day at the park and stuff like that. Anyway, it's actually. So it's only four bands on that day, but it, it, one of them is The Darkness, yeah. which kind of sucks that they're on a Friday, not yeah. like, say, the Sunday. Uh, the Wild Hearts, Chris Barris Band, and The Lazies are the four bands on that. Yeah. If that was, like, say it was the Sunday, I'd be like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, you know? Then we reach the Saturday, and uh, the main stage only has one band, and it is the headliner, which is Blackstone Cherry. Thoughts on that? I'm not a fan. Not a fan either? Yeah. Couldn't care less? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, Prog in the Park, which is uh, uh, one of the other stages, has Anathema, Riverside, Pain of Salvation, Koyo, Ko- Ko- Koyo, Vola, and Scardust. Um, I really don't... I mean, I've heard of Anathema um, and Vola. Vola um, is probably the only one I know could say uh, I've heard their music. Right. But the rest, I don't really know anything. Yeah, I don't really know anything. I think I know uh, uh, Anathema I've heard of. Yeah. Um, I don't know the rest of them. But I guess that's why they're on the prog stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. It's a prog thing, yeah. yeah. And then we've got the Saturday Outlaw Country stage, which is uh, Old Man Betts Band, Robert John and the Wreck, Jesse Dayton, the Plot Hounds, Otis, Willie and the Bandits. Now, I mean, every one of them sound like they should be on the country stage, yeah. just for a start. Yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> Willie and the Bandits. Yeah, yeah, just like, you know, Old Man Betts Band. And- Do you know the thing? Is like, it's not, again, it's not really my thing, Outlaw Country or Country. However, we were at Rambling Man before, and I'm, I must admit, I did pop my head in the uh, country tent for a little bit. And, uh, like, it is good fun music in a live yeah. environment when you're a bit drunk, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's proper bouncy, jiggy, kind of almost like like folk metal stuff in a way, you know, in their style. If I was there... I mean, out of that, all of that, that's the most appealing stage. Out of all of that, strangely. Of the Saturday, yeah, it <laughs> on is. On the Saturday. Yeah, absolutely, because we've only got one of the main stages set. It's Blackstone Cherry, and the problem apart, we know next to nothing. Yeah. Whereas I think Sunday's now looking a bit stronger. I think Sunday's actually looking like a decent day. So its main stage is Foreigner as the headliner. I don't care for them, but they're a band I've never seen live. Yeah, so it's that. They're a name, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Airborne, who have recently been announced. Um, I've gone off Airborne because... There's only so much airborne albums you can listen I was to. Telling, I've been telling them for years they're shit. It's not. And like, they never believed me. They're not shit, but <laughs> four albums and it's nah. like that's kind of the same thing, guys. But live, they're great. Does he still spend his time climbing up rigging? Um, I don't know if he was. A, I, I can't remember. That, that was them, wasn't it? It was them. Sonosphere. The I can't remember the last time I saw him whether or not he did anything really. But it wouldn't surprise me. If he we does saw something. them indoors, didn't we? Somewhere, and he did the same. Where were we? Oh, was where it Brixton or Forum or something? It wasn't the Forum because that's not... You can't I've really seen them at the Forum, but like, that was seeing them and you wouldn't have been there for that. Yeah. No way. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. I think they're good. They're a good shout. They're a good band to have on a Sunday at hopefully warm weather beer. Yeah. They're perfect for that. Uh, Chris Robertson Brotherhood. I don't know. Nope. Living Color. Now I am. I am going to be that person. I want to see Living Color. Living Color. And I want to see them for one song only because yeah. I'm a wrestling fan. And you know who got me back into wrestling? Not Liam, my brother. Living Colour? Well, Liam did, but he told me <laughs> to come in and check out this particular wrestler. And this particular wrestler was CM Punk, who had a theme song, which was lit by Living Colour. You know the one. Yeah, Cult um, Personality. Cult Personality. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm happy to see that. I mean, I don't know anything really else by them. No, that's kind of how Rambling Man's been for us, though. Like, remember, mm. we saw Europe there, didn't we? Yep. Like, oh, we're going to see the final countdown. Actually, turned out some of the songs around the final countdown were pretty fucking cool. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know. What's call it? Wild Hearts was the yeah. one. Oh, well, it was Ginger. But, like, yeah, that was, yeah, you're right. It's yeah, that's so. the thing we see this festival. We don't, I'm not, I never bank in this festival to have, like, oh, I really like that band. It's more, oh, yeah, it'd be cool to check that out. That yeah, kind yeah. of thing's more for it. And the last one on the main stage is Austin Gold. Again, don't know. Yeah. I mean, quite I found. I mean, I'd, I'd have to look into this on these. But a lot of time, what you find, we find at Rambling Man is that, say, Chris Robinson Brotherhood. Yeah. It'll turn out that Chris Robinson is like the famous guitarist of a famous band that we don't know. But this is him and like his friends or whatever doing some stuff. Well, that's what it often turns out to be, doesn't it? I'm gonna. I haven't looked into this, but Ormond Betts band uh, on the Saturday on the country stage. I'm gonna presume that is the Orm, something related to the Ormond Brothers. Yeah. Uh, gonna presu- I'm presuming because the name is quite possible. The same. Yeah. So I get you're, you're right on that. Sunday doesn't have a prog or outlaw. It has a blues stage, which is currently Beth Hart, which yeah. is apparently a huge deal, which we've since learnt. Yeah, yeah. Um, Richie Kotzen, I know the name. Yeah. Um, Chantel McGregor. I don't and, know the name. And Ellis Bailey. I don't know. No. But it's blues. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah, get what we yeah. know. But there's another stage on Sunday, and it's called the Groove Rider stage. And I think this might be the best fucking stage I've seen. Uh, it's got Orange Goblin the at obsessed, this festival at this festival of ever. course oh god yeah <laughs> Rambler Man 2019 yeah it's got Orange Goblin the obsessed Crowbar and Joyous Wolf now the last one I don't know of mm-hmm. but the other three I'm like oh that's really really good and I looked at Sunday and went okay yes. bomb 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 that's not bad yeah you could do a day out of yeah. Sunday couldn't you yeah already check out a couple of new bands and, and, and a couple of ones you'd like to see mm. and then you've also got the um, Rising the, Stage the, the, the local bands you know Bands that are up and coming, and they also win because they do a competition, don't they? So the bands that win places. That's right, yeah, yeah. Taking place at the Big Red in yeah. central London. Um, right, the Rise of the Stage is split into days at the moment, but it's basically Gin Annie, the Outlaw Orchestra, Cellar Door Moon Crow, the Fallen State, Dust Bowl Jokies, Salvation Jane, Riders Creed, Rainbreakers, and Matt Mitchell and the Cold Hearts. Uh, that last one, Matt Mitchell and the Cold Hearts, I don't know the music yet, but I will. Right. Because I have the album. Okay, cool. For a review. And I said I, I would look at it. So yeah. I will know something by them. Hopefully yeah. it's good. Even better, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, the Sunday's looking all right. It is a day. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm definitely considering, or I'm definitely up for going for the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Not? It's definitely. It's very local for us. Well, Work-wise as well, Sunday is the only day I could do. Yeah. So that's why I'm really banking. That's why when I saw Darkness Friday, I was like, ah. Yeah. But, you know, foreign, I'll be fine. Right, moving on to our, our favourite festival, the one that always gets a shout out on this podcast. We're back to Bloodstock, because Bloodstock, Bloodstock. do their hair... Well, they've had a, quite a few, actually, in between the last podcasts. Yeah. And probably the big one, which, well, I offered my opinion in a written article on the site, but you haven't had a chance to say it. The final main stage headliner for was announced uh, for Saturday night, and it was... Parkway Drive. Parkway Drive. Told you. Yes, can you <laughs> go back and listen to you, our original one? Where we like, were talking like six months ago, man. Six months ago, I think we had like an outside chance. Yeah. And then slowly it turned into 99%. And there we go. Growing and growing and growing. (laughs) And then we went to see them. And uh, 
Well, they, no, they didn't. They didn't announce that show actually, didn't they? Sorry, yeah, they the did, video. Yeah. Uh, no, but while we were there as well, that's right. Yeah, they, on the stage they said, they like, did, yeah, we'll yeah. see you again soon." We were all like, "Oh, was it going to happen? Yeah, Is it going to happen?" Yeah, 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 that's right. I yeah. remember. Yeah, uh, you know my feelings on this, uh, and m- most other feelings now. I think because the, the the bollocks are settled. I think it's settled enough. Yeah, you know. And that is like, I think they deserve a crack. Why not? I, I thought they were very, very good live. I think they've worked hard to try and get themselves to move up a notch. Yep. And if we then, if a band works that hard to move up a notch and then we all go, nah, they don't, don't give them a chance, then what's the point? Yep. What is the point for a band trying to become big and become the next Metallica or a headliner and that if all the fans go, nah, we don't really want you to do that? Mm. What, do you, what are we going to do? Just like not have headliners in the future? We'll just keep calling on the oldies, isn't it? Judas Priest yeah. come back next year until they're dead. Yeah, you know it's, it's just crazy, isn't it? I mean, there was a lot of hate when they come out, and it has settled. I think a lot of people. What what basically happened? I'll tell you why it settled as well. Is that Bloodstock, the organisers, and Vicky Hungerford, who books the bands, yep. rightfully get a lot of respect from the metal community. Yep, and people were quite happy to be on the Bloodstock forums calling parkway drive and the booking absolute bollocks yep until vicky came out and put a statement out herself basically saying like rein it in yeah you don't like and it fair enough but... all the people who love bloodstock but were dissing parkway drive are suddenly like oh i'm kind of going against my my heroes yeah, here. yeah. You know, i better shut my mouth a yeah. little bit and that's what they've done so did, thank, thank did you for the doing amount that, of vit- did, did, did the amount of anger because i was i was a little bit surprised by the, such negativity and, and what really surprised me was you know, particularly in certain areas where we're seeing, like on Facebook, where we see certain names, who, I mean, why were people more? Why were people? And I, I like Sabaton, but seriously, yeah. Why? Why was that okay, but not Parkway Drive? But I don't think it would have been. I think this is. I think there are a lot of reasons for this, right? And I do think, well, first and foremost, I think I've said this before, but I'll say it again. When you read the negative comments on an article on any part of the internet, it doesn't yeah. matter where it is, right? So Bloodstock book like. I don't know, 20,000 people in, 22,000 people maybe. Yeah, okay. You know, um, the people that are actually following them on Facebook might equate to 4,000. Yep, yeah. And the comments that we get in an article might equate to 200. Yes. It works out to roughly something like 1% of the total bloodstock goers that are actually spouting negative. Yep. It just looks like a lot because it's the, all it's the so ones much, in the yeah. comment condensed into one little area. Yeah, you're right. And actually, there are 21,600 people who haven't said anything negative. Yep. Doesn't mean that they're all right with it, but they haven't spouted negative. Yeah. You know? So you do have to take these things with a pinch of salt and think about the bigger scale of yeah, what Bloodstock is about, yeah. which is, I'm sure, what people like Vicky and that do when they're booking this. Of course. You know? So there is that. I also think that partially the anger or frustration might have been. It would have been the other way around. If, say, they'd have booked Parkway Drive earlier for Friday. Yep. And then everyone, what they're doing is they're all waiting for that. Megadeth or what Slayer or, yeah, or yeah. you know who Behemoth or whatever they're waiting for that big name that big heavy band and then when it was Parkway they were angry and I think if it had been reversed and it, then it had been Sabaton the anger would have been at Sabaton, Sabaton. I don't think it's about Parkway Drive yep. I think it's because they already have Sabaton and now they have Parkway Drive and they all wanted that big name yeah yeah. I, I think that's part of it you know if they had said Parkway Drive Friday Slayer Saturday do you think people would be pissed would they be all spouting negative about Parkway no. Drive probably wouldn't be talking about yeah. it yeah yeah. And that's the reason why I don't think Sabaton got the hate, purely because their announcement was ages ago, but people thought Saturday was for them. Yeah. That's what a lot of people did. And when it came out, it wasn't actually purely for you guys. Mm. They got pissed off. Um, I will say that as much as I did read the comments, and I find it quite hilarious because, again, it's like that we talked about with um, Attila, uh, basically, is that a lot of the stuff doesn't have context. It'll be a person coming on and saying, well, I only ever normally come for a day, and that's normally a Saturday, so now I just won't come. 
and you're like, okay, well, that's a loss. Yeah, yeah, don't you know, come then. You only ever come for a day anyway, but you're on here raising your opinion about who yeah, Bloodstock yeah, yeah, should book. Yeah. You should book this band so I can buy my day ticket. Yeah. Or people that have been like, well, I haven't been for the last eight years, and now I definitely won't be coming again. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> thank <laughs> you, you for that. Yeah, you've not exactly <laughs> Do you know been, what I mean? It's you've like, not exactly been helping. That's really, really good. Or the ones who throw out the recommendation instead. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The ones who say, well, I was really hoping it was going to be Crowbar. And you think, as much as I like Crowbar, you yeah. really thought it was going to headline? Yeah. No offence, but come on, that's ridiculous. Or, that is ridiculous. Or Sleep, or whoever it might be. It's like, yeah, they're all good bands. I but saw you're not, Sleep's name come you're up You're not throwing out headliners yeah. here, guys. Yeah, you just, you're just throwing out a band you like. It's, to yeah. me, it's more like when uh, Bloodstock organisers do the live things, Ask Us Anything. Yeah. And you just get a list of bands, don't yeah. you? Book this, book that. It's like, shut the fuck up. But you also up. get it. I mean, I think actually someone in the comments pointed it out, and I'd noticed it, but they pointed it out, and they and it made me realise it even more, is that when Bloodstock come out and they do their announcement announcement, so they go like, we're going to tell you on Tuesday a, a couple more bands. Yep. Everybody jumps on then going, naming all these bands. Like, no, no, they're, they're not. They've already got them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're already booked. <laughs> you know, you jumping on there now going, it better be sleep. Book sleep. And it's like, no, no. If they're telling you they're going to announce it, it's because they're booked. It's they're they're booked. not asking you, can you quickly let us know? Because we want to book some bands for yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, like, we, we, we've you got know? our phones ready to call. You just tell us who we should book. Yeah, yeah it's I also, very funny. I, I mean, I, I don't mean this for everybody, and this is maybe a little bit tongue-in-cheek. Sometimes I find that the comments on these things are more people trying to, probably Googling the most obscure band they can think of <laughs> to chuck it in there and be like, check how cool I am. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think it is one of those really funny things. We 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 we've said from the start uh, months ago that we supported the idea of Parkwood Drive. That's grown more uh, more because I've seen them live. Yeah, uh, more enjoying the album. But I think grown even more because fuck you, as you said at the start, fuck you for not being willing to give anyone another go because it's not Slayer yeah. again or it's not this. And fuck you for saying stupid shit like, oh, they're not heavy or they're this when the Scorpions are playing on fucking Sunday yeah. and Sabaton are playing on fucking Friday. Yeah. No, Idiots. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you, you don't have to like the band. You also don't have to watch them. Absolutely. Which is the other thing that we all, everyone will always say, you know, if you're there and you love the festival, no festival in the history of time has ever been about the headliners alone. Of course. You know, and Bloodstock certainly not one that's about the headliners alone. We watched, I would say pretty much every time I've been there, it's been more about the other bands yep. seeing them than it is the headliners. Absolutely. And it's probably the same case this time around, actually, so far. There are other bands oh. that are lower down that are more on my list than the three headliners are. Agreed. Although I am looking forward to seeing Parkway Drive again because I thought, you know, that's great. But the big one for me is that um, I just think like what we're basically doing is, it's like, it, it, take it into your real life situation for a minute. What you're saying to people here is like, say I go to work dressed like this every day, right? And then one day I decide, you know what, I'm brassic. I could really do with earning more money and doing better and feeding my daughter better food. And you know, we're all going to go organic and mm. gluten-free. But I need to earn more money to do that. So what, so tomorrow I decide to go into work in a shirt. And everyone just shouted me down. Because, whoa, hang on, that's not right. You've changed and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah. It's like, you're allowed to have ambition. And I think that's all that Parkway Drive have done in the last couple of albums. Yep. They've stayed heavy. Yes, it is a slight change away from their more natural metalcore sound to a more... I don't know, like a, a more mainstream kind of metal. I think they've encompassing kind of, a bit, yeah, anthemic, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they have changed away, but they haven't, they haven't gone like and created a dubstep album. No, do you know what I mean? They this isn't, yeah. You know, their, their, their shows are fire and fury and flame. Their lyrical content is hard hitting, crushing, anti political. Very much, you know, it, it's everything that we normally like in metal. But you don't have to like the band, but you should want your bands to be ambitious. Have you seen anyone, here, while it's on my head, you just said that, have you seen anyone going to you, 
I I was a Parkway Drive for years, and then they released um, the last two albums, and I'm really angry at them. I hate. Them I, I, I've of seen that. very few, seen but I have seen some comments where people are like, "I'm a big fan of the first album or two. Wow, stuff like songs like Carrion and bits like that. Yeah, but they're, yeah, they're but the I, big I, don't, I don't like their new sound. But I have seen more, and I include myself in this. People are saying, "Well, actually, I wasn't a massive fan of them in the early days." I got into them because of their new stuff being more accessible. Yep. And off the back of that now, I, I wouldn't say I love a lot of their old stuff, but I at least like a few songs very much. Yep. Do you know what I mean? So for me, it's almost working in reverse. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And don't think for one second that this wasn't the reason why Parkway Drive did it. Mm-hmm. They were enjoying what they're doing. They had a great fan base. They seemed like a nice band. They seemed like a decent bunch of blokes that are doing that believe in what they're doing and everything like that. But if they wanted to grow, they had to tweak their sound to bring in the fans that weren't currently into them. So they tweak their sound yeah. without dropping the heaviness, without going wacky. That's the thing that I like about it. Yeah. They didn't go, right, we want to bring in new fans, so we're going to do a bullet. You know, We're going to uh, release an album that's just like piss poor, but hopefully we'll get some radio play. They went a different way, the way that I'd like to see other metal bands do. If you want to bring in new fans, rather than going, let's go for radio play, let's go to tweak our sound to bring in the other genres. Yeah. Bring in the fans of the other genres. And I think it's worked for them so far and I'd be very surprised if people who aren't sure about Parkway Drive but give them a go at Bloodstock don't come out of there at least having a little bit of respect going yeah do you know what fair play may not still not be my cup of tea but they deserve the slot you know I um, I think it'll be potentially like uh, when I saw Trivium play live there or headline on Friday they were very similarly like a lot of people were like oh no no, no, I'm not happy about that. And um, they pulled in a big crowd at the start and people just drifted away. I think it'd be a similar thing, thing to Parkway. It quite possibly will. I mean, yeah. the only thing that I think Parkway might be able to do to keep people there longer is that if you do, and we all do, you like a bit of a show and a bit of fire and all that sort of uh, like yep. theatrical, you know, you're not going to get bored watching a Parkway Drive set. That's true. Do you know what I mean? It's not a boring watch. Mm. But yeah, I mean, yeah. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We're looking forward to it. Fair play to them. Yeah. Um, so elsewhere, though, the final Sophie Lancaster stage headliner was announced, which was a Saturday as well, which is Tuck. Yeah. Uh, do you know much? I, I know of them. Yep. I know that they're a, a massive the Norwegian, I think, isn't they? Yeah, black male, yeah. proper old. Yeah. Mm. Almost the polar opposite of the band we were just talking about yeah. to, to a degree. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say I know an awful lot of them musically, but again. It's like one of those kind of uh, iconic, legendary bands that I have never seen before. Yeah. So, you know, I'd, I'd absolutely be attempting to try and catch it. Well, my hope is we'll be buzzing from Parkway. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, cool, let's go check out a bit of black metal, yeah. see a bit of it. I doubt I'd want to watch a whole hour of it. I might go in and watch them wearing a Parkway Drive shirt. That will cause... That will piss the yeah. purists <laughs> off, won't it? Uh, elsewhere, uh, Cancer Bats, which I'm a big fan. Yeah, you're a big fan. Of I'm not particularly, but Don't that's care. fine. No, yeah, not, not for me. Speedhorn, Raging Speedhorn. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's just a name from the past for me. Do you know what I mean, I'm not, I would never be a massive Raging Speedhorn fan. Mm-hmm. I probably never will be. But it's like, oh, cool. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, shapes or shoves. I don't like them. Yeah, don't get this one. This is an odd one. I mean, yeah. This, this, if you, uh, no, I don't, I, I don't mean this. I was going to say this, but I don't really mean it. But if you're going to throw hate at some bands, are you, <laughs> you going to be like Bloodstock? Don't do these sorts of bands about Parkway Drive. I mean, yeah. there are other bands on the lineup. You could say that about more I'm sure they have they're, they're, they're technically what are they technical metal yeah Tech metal I don't even know what you, what you classify them as I just I never really got it yeah I've tried, I have listened to them as well that's the thing I have tried you tried I think I've reviewed them uh, something of theirs on the site as well once does yeah it does ring a bell and uh yeah and that was really annoying as well because bloody writing in S-H-V-P-E-S does wonders for your spell check <laughs> constantly telling me everything's wrong with red yeah. lines on the leaf it's like it's not wrong um, Generation Kill 
I don't know these. Uh, another name, nothing by them. Aborted, it's aborted. That's yeah. great. It's a solid Terrorvision. one. Yep, Terrorvision. Yeah, good album. Actually, yep. one of my, in my top 50 from last year. They yeah, yeah, saw them last year, played the Dome in London. Yeah. Great band. Uh, Skeletal Remains, another good band. Um, yep. good, happy with that. The Lazies. Yeah, uh, I don't know these. They're a rock band. Uh, funny enough, I do. I saw them at uh, Black Heart um, last year. Uh, the Lazies and someone else. Can't remember who they're with. But uh, they're a decent rock band. They're fun. You What's know? That? Where's the Friday night? Oh, uh, Rambling Man. Uh, yeah, the same one. Is yeah. that the same band? Same band. I, th- I thought that, yeah. The yeah, Lazies. The Lazies, okay. same band. So Rambling Man as well. So it's, it's going to be rock. Yeah, it's rock. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. rock and roll. That kind of thing, okay, you know? Cool. Um, That's all right. I, I, yeah. Three-Headed Snake. Don't, I've never heard of them. No, the same. Never heard of them. Dust Bolt. Uh, no, again, don't know them. Red Method. Red Method, do know. Yep. And mainly through Metal to the Masses Ethics. Yep. One of the, uh, the uh, guest, headliners. guest headliners. yeah. And the last but not least, the mighty Boss Keloid, which I think is a fantastic booking. Fantastic booking. Love yep. Boss Keloid, you know? Yeah. Seen yep. loads and loads of times. Right, we're going to kind of touch upon a couple of other fests that we haven't really in the past. We've mentioned them, but... Um, I guess really not like going through them, but mainly like just looking at them. Which ones do you care about the most? So basically, Incineration Fest is basically almost complete. Yeah, uh, they've now removed Batushka. Yes, but did you see the reason why? Uh, I think I did, but I can't remember off the top of my head. It was, it was. they said it was because um, they were supposed to be a UK exclusive, but they booked ah, yes, another yes, show. Yes, 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 I did see this, and it's kind of like. Yeah, that's just the extra excuse you needed. Yeah. You needed to get them off that bill. Maybe that was the other half of Batushka was like, I'm going to get them off that bill. I'm going to book a show for my, <laughs> yeah, my name. Yeah, <laughs> But yeah, so basically, Linus almost complete. Um, yeah, that's not a real reason, is it? Because if that, you know, that's the sort of thing you just negotiate on. Yeah. I was going to pay you this much for a UK exclusive. It's not exclusive anymore. I'm going to pay you less. Cool. You know. Any particular uh, band that you just like, one band that you're like, yep, I want to see them. Uh, so I'll do three. Go on. Then. I have to work on the reading of them, though. Go on. Is that Winterfellith? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It you can't like... see this, but this is um, one of the tree branch logos. And um... I, I, it looks like Winterfellith to me. And if it is, then great. Yeah. That's one. Uh, Carpathian Forest yeah, and, Carpathian... May- and Mayhem. Um... That is Mayhem. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is Mayhem. Yeah, yeah so um, I'm, I'm not... I don't know. I'm not familiar with... Asfax, As- another another legendary name, and, and also uh, not familiar with voices. I don't think I am anyway. Yeah, but yeah, Carpathian Forest, legendary name, mayhem. And if I'm right, and that is Winterfellith, then great. If not, they've done a great job of looking a little bit like Winterfellith. <laughs> so I'll still go and check them out, <laughs> just in case it is. I think it is. Yeah, it's on the website. Well. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just yeah, it's not that it's clear. Is. I'm basically saying Winterfellith, um, Carpathian Forest for me. Um, and lower down, I guess the likes of uh, Sodomized Cad- Cadaver, yeah. who uh, I've been I've listened to quite a bit of. Uh, who the fuck is that? I mean, who the fuck is yeah, that? You can't even read that shit. Can you? That is, I oh, I swear, we're looking at the official website, um, yeah. which has the official band logo. I mean, usually we at least work out some of the logos. Just man. put it in normal text and brackets underneath, because like I can't I can't work that shit out. It just out. looks like like a dodgy set of false teeth like I, can't, I, I generally can't even work out like some of them are like I think that might be an S in the middle <laughs> well that narrows it down someone with an S in their name um, yeah that, uh, Insight might be pretty cool as well actually yeah. on that list but then they're at Bloodstock so it's interesting so... to see that um, Red Method are there as well so they're obviously working out getting themselves out there aren't they yeah 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 good for them um, how about Desert Fest are you interested in Desert Fest that's coming up soon 
May? Uh, I'm not, not interested in it. I struggled a bit. I have looked at the lineup on this. Oh, yeah. uh, this looks more fuller than the last one that I looked at. And yeah. I have to admit, I looked through it and it was a bit like when I've looked at um, Glastonbury lineups in the past and thought, fuck me. I know about two bands. Yeah, that yeah, lineup. okay, yeah. Same for me. There's not many I know, but the ones I do know, I'm interested in. Yeah. So like, I'd love to see Great Grave Miasma. Miasma? Yeah. Yep. That's, um, that's right for me. Uh, All Them Witches. Um, recently, recently, really covered them and Black Tusk. Yeah, Black There's Tusk is three. one that stood yeah. out for me. And I keep reading zigzags or zig and zag. Zig, yeah, zig and zag. But it's, but it's not them, is it? No, it's not. Um, yeah, I mean, Fu Manchu, I know of. I yeah, don't, I don't know if I know of them because I like them or because I don't. It, it looks like there's a lot of bands here. I mean, that's the thing with it, and it's it's within the genre, isn't it? So, for the most part, you know, it's like I'm sure there are bands there that are cool. Was Doom, Stoner, it's stuff like yeah. that, really. Yeah. So, what about Amplified? I guess it's now the uh, big, small one uh, yeah, thing. Because no. who did we lose? We lost one, didn't we? Oh, well, we're going to get to them yeah, in a bit. We'll we're going to get actually going to end the festival wrap up about that. Um, uh, so, uh, I, I, you know, I, I think Mushroom Head of course, but I really do. Yep. I used to like them in the past, then I didn't like them again, then I saw them. Of course. And they were actually, oh shit, you're still actually good. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise. I'd, I'd give Mushroom Head a go. Uh, Bloodshot Dawn. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not massive on Ginger. I'd give them a go though. And yeah, I, yeah, so would I, because I've not seen them. Uh, and actually, just because it'd be a name I'd tick off, it'd be pretty cool to see Ugly Kajo, because I've never seen them. Ah, uh, I haven't seen about Couldn't Care Less. There's a band yeah. though on the Friday that I think if we were there, we'd have to go see, because of Bloodstock, innit? Uh, Mortishead. Mortishead. Yeah. Mortishead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that. that so it's nearly a year a year ago now, and it still eats away at us. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not just the only stage. I know, Red right? Method so Red there Method are there as well. <laughs> Working hard, guys. But I'd love to see Flotsam and Jetsam. Um, you know. Yep. Um, who else we got? Wretched Soul. Memoriam. Damage Reich. Yeah. Yep. Man. Dalafar. So if you if I like the price it is, and if if it was a good time and all that, I think yeah. it's a really it's strong. A good, it's a good festival, man. Yeah. Some great bands there. They uh, get some really really smaller ones. Sertraline. Search for Lena there, yeah. Which, Which like. sorrow? Which sorrow? Which sorrow? Uh, blood. That's not all of Anubis. That's not the bloodbath, is it? No, it's bloodbath. Blood oath. Sorry, blood, blood oath. oath. Sorry, blood oath. Yeah, not that bloodbath. Yeah, yeah they, they would be bloody hell. <laughs> Jesus. That's what I was thinking. Like, like first one on a Saturday on the small stage. Mm. Uh, we- but yeah, no. I mean, like, there's enough there on every single day to make a week uh, a weekend at yeah. that festival. You know, there, there's plenty there. Yeah. So you yeah, know. check out Amplified as well, guys. Um, great, great festival. I'm about to post. Maybe this weekend, maybe next week, uh, an article, an opinion piece uh, about, um, and it's, it's, I haven't come up with it entirely yet, but it's going to be something along the lines of why the, and it was referenced to Amplified, and I wrote it before Mammothfest announcement mm, came out, that's it, which Mammoth was incredible um, timing, yep. but it's basically why we need to support these festivals, but yep. also why they need us. It was like a combo two kind of thing. So check, make sure you keep an eye out for that. I think it's pretty well written. But, you know, that's me. But yeah, Mammothfest. Um, Mammothfest has officially died a death. Um, the organiser, creator of it, wrote a very, very long uh, yeah, explanation. Yeah, very, very open. Yeah, very understandable. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I mean, you know, no negativity from me on it. it. It was amazingly open and honest and a really, really strong insight into how much shit goes on mm. and how hard it is on a person to try and get these sorts of things up and running. Yeah. You know, people talk about how hard it is just to promote shows and then to do it for a festival. And they've been successful. Yeah, uh, you know, 10 years. To, to an outsider looking in, it's been successful, but obviously they, they've struggled financially and, and he struggled psychologically. Yeah. I think 
you know, I just thought I thought it was great. I thought that it was really, really sad to read because he it sounds like he's suffering a lot from almost feeling like guilty and like it's his fault that it's you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It came across like he feels like he's very apologetic and everything like that. So I just hope like and I'm sure they will I hope his friends or whatever rally around him man and support him because he sounds like he could do with a bit of support. A couple of years away, a couple of years away from what this if it's yeah. what's causing problems. Get your life back 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 where you want it to be, you know, and then you never know where you might end up at again. But mm-hmm. I, I for, for the you know whether we're talking about Keith Flint at the beginning or we've talked about you know Chester Bennett and and all the other people that have died or committed suicide and all that sort of stuff yeah. and. If if you're, I think what he did was extremely courageous, um, and and what he's basically done is he's been able to realise that he's not right, yep, and knows that he needs to stop, or who knows where he ends up, basically. Absolutely, and I think that's a very brave thing to do because the peer pressure on him would have been to not stop, not necessarily from his friends and that, but just from the general public, you know, coming out and saying we're we're knocking it on the head, you're going to expect a backlash. It would have been easier to just try and continue and try and pretend you're okay, and you never know where that shit ends up, man. Yeah. So yeah. I think he's very brave. Um, if you want to read the full statement, go to the Mammoth Fest Facebook page. Um, you'll know you're on the right post because the picture is of the, the guy behind it or a close-up of his face. Um, read it. It's it, As Brennan said, it is insightful about a number of things. Mm. And uh, yeah, I never went to Mammoth Fest. Considered it last year. Wish I'd gone now because it's in Brighton. And it was kind of like, oh, that could be a cool weekend away. But unfortunately, we'll get the chance now. Unless years down the line. Who knows? Yeah. 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 Right. Play another track. Third track. It's from Swiss necro-sadistic elite Eggs of Gomorrah. They were formulated a decade ago to inject the fuel of depravity, abhorrence, and lechery into the human race. The fir- their first bestial manifestation exploded up in 2011 in the form of a self-released demo rock prophet. I'm not. I'm laughing because a lot of these times I just cut this part from yeah. the actual uh, press release, right, yeah. and it does make me laugh, yeah. man. And I've listened to this. I've written this review for the site already, and. It is accurate. I just love the thesaurus-style wording because I have that where I'm bec- I become acutely aware that I'll often use certain words too much, and I struggle to think of an alternative. Like I like I love I want to use the word intensity, but I use intensity, so I'll, I'm thesaurusing that crap and trying to come up with something that isn't so stupid. But you end up with this really really complex sentence, you know? You do, yes. <laughs> After lurking five years in the subterranean darkness and occasionally appearing for live annihilations, the Swiss Hellhounds finally discharged their debut album, which was Rock Profit, in 2016. Under the banner of Vault of Dried Bones, despite having the same title as the demo, this full length actually contained three numbers from the demo with five with totally different improved approaches. Um, the Swiss Black Death trio are, have made a pact with Krukator, I can never say that name, of Fortune Productions. Cruciator? Yeah, go with that. The label. Um, for unchaining a new release, which is called Outpregnate. Uh, I've reviewed it already. It's not up in the site. We'll go up for another week or so. But it's a really, really good album. Really, really, really good. Uh, it's out March 18th, 2019. And this is a track from the album. It is Prey Egra. Enjoy. <laughs> Yeah. 
live shows, yeah. we've uh, got some to talk through, really. I guess yeah. just to say, hey, were you there? And so on. So I've written them down, <coughs> of course. Um, and I did them in order. Wasn't that 10-foot wizard? It was. That's what I was just checking quickly. I wanted to make sure I wasn't right. You just pointed something yeah, so out. Cut that, cut that bit out and then we'll... <laughs> no, I'm going to leave it in. It's a podcast. It's fine. We can put yeah. it in the uh, bloopers. The bloopers. <laughs> Fuck it yeah, now. Imagine that. There'll be fucking thousands of them. Yeah. Um, ten Foot Wizard, not Ten Ton Slug, as I yeah. wrote. Um, and Evil Scarecrow played the Electric Ballroom. Um, it was... We got there for Ten Foot Wizard. Yeah. Um, they were good. I thought they were really good. Good enough that I went and bought a t-shirt. I enjoyed it. I did find that by the end of their set, it was a bit starting to become a bit samey to me. But I yep. did like not in like it's oh this is shit. As in, you know, it's still enjoyable, but it was just like oh, it's not, it's not new now. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, yeah. it wasn't exciting all the way through, but it was good all the way through. Mm. Um, I thought Evil Scarecrow was very, very good. I think it was probably about three quarters full when it, it wasn't sold out. Oh no, no, we had enough room to move yeah, around. Yeah, plenty of room. Yeah. They were very good. Um, there was a member short. Well, they they weren't a member short because they were covered from it. Yeah, but Princess. Or, That's right. She wasn't. There she yet. wasn't there. Um, yeah. yeah, it was very good. It was very enjoyable. Yeah. The new music worked well. Yeah, I thought uh, the new album Antarctica. Well, that's the only criticism I had for it, which uh, major criticism, which was don't play that song, um, the, the uh, actual song. Ant- oh right, yeah, Antar- yeah. Antarctica. Yeah, uh, it's too long for live. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like eight nine minutes long, and it's good on record. But I don't think I think by live, once you start hitting that five six minute mark, yeah, you're kind of like, oh okay. But they did something that we loved. That now for the second time in our. Giggly Gun Lives that we experienced. Iwa Scarecrow came out to the music from The Last of the Mohicans. Yeah. Keep this going, guys. Yeah, this is awesome. If every band could just do that. <laughs> it proper pumps you yeah. up, you know? Oh, brilliant. Uh, we, uh, Billy Bio and a number of supporting hardcore mm. bands. Uh, we went and saw them at a really small local uh, kind of pub club yep. in New Cross, New Cross Inn. Yep. Um, it was fantastic. Like, it was fucking fantastic. Uh, there is something that we will talk about, yes. but that's. That's Ooh, actually for the yes, end section. That's, okay. Yeah, that's for the end section because that's going to be a separate thing completely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the support, like the bands, most of the support bands, I think, were great. Um, yes. I mean, they were most local, and then there was Cutthroat who came right. over from the states. With they Billy. were great. And Billy, Billy Bio was it was great. Yeah, it was amazing. Very nice little pub venue, loads of energy, and musically fucking banging. Yeah. 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 Really enjoyable, and well, and and it was predominantly. I mean, Cutthroat kind of bordered away from hardcore a little mm. bit, I thought. Yeah, and I think, uh, obviously yeah. Billy Bio is not straight up hardcore no. like in, in any shape. Although the bands all prior to that were very much straight up hardcore. Street hardcore, yeah. And I guess going into it, I'm like, that's yeah, I'm thinking I'm probably not going to enjoy this. But musically, they were fucking, they were yeah. actually really good, man. They really were. Really good. Can't knock any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we've already touched upon uh, it already, but we'll go for all of it. We'll start with Thy Art as Murder, who supported the first band for the Parkway Drive gig. Thy Art as Murder. Now, again, we cannot talk about what, the big issue, because that's going to be a separate thing at the end too. Right. Um, so just Thy Art as Murder. <clears throat> just basically on the music. Yeah. Um, a bit lost in what was a quite cavernous room. Um, yeah. You know, they didn't do anything wrong. It's just that it felt like their sound was maybe better suited to a smaller club where you were... Sp- rammed in and it was aggressive and mm. do you know what I mean I just felt it felt a bit like almost echoey and cavernous like yeah. they, were, they were lost on the stage a bit I think yeah I you agree know. with you on that it, but um, music I mean they didn't do anything wrong it's just they weren't suited for that bigger venue agreed you know? agreed um, Killswitch uh, surprisingly enjoyed them more than I thought I would uh, yeah. especially a couple of the ones that I recognised that I didn't maybe even really attribute to them I knew Rose of Sharin 
was there. So when that came on, I'm thinking before the gig is like, well, I know that song. Yeah. That comes on, I'll be like, yay. But actually, because they were so good and I was quite pumped up, it was a bit more like, yay, this is great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, I thought, yeah, I thought they were good. I don't think they were, they didn't blow me away, mm. but they were good. Yep. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like where a lot of people have said that headliners should be around the other way almost. Yeah. I certainly didn't feel that. No, I agree with you on that. You know, yeah. But they were good. Yeah, they were good. I agree with you on that. Um, I don't really care for Killswitch. Um, I grew up listening to them, but I never really loved them. Uh, it was good. That's it. That's what yeah. I can say. Yeah. And Parkway Drive obviously were excellent. I thought it was great. I mean, it was really, really cool. A lot of the things like to see that I didn't expect. And I would, if I went to that same show tomorrow, I would enjoy it even more. Because I'd, I went into that being a huge fan of Reverence. Yep. And liking a few songs off Aya. Yep. And while watching it, songs that got played that I wasn't actually familiar with, like Carrion being mm-hmm. one of them from, from a much older album, Deep Blue or something like that. Yep. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. And since then, I've listened to it a lot. And now I would say probably every song they played at a set, I'm a massive fan yeah. of it now. <laughs> so I'd love to go and see that same show now. But they did things that I want to see from a headliner. You know, they, they came out all surprised. Us, oh, we're, yeah. all, we're all standing watching the crowd. Uh, sorry, watching the stage. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking, I noticed some fire behind us. And I think, what's going on over there? And then you realise the band were coming out being led by flaming torches through the crowd. Yeah. And I thought that was cool because that, that was threw cool. me. Yeah. There's lots of fire, lots of flame. Somehow, I don't even know how they did this. Cause I, I've never seen it at Ali Pali before, but they had Pyra coming off from the sound box in That's the middle. That's right, in the centre, yeah. Yeah, so you weren't just getting it on the stage, you were getting it actually next to you in the sound booth as well. Yeah, yeah. But also, at some point, they had violinists mm-hmm. coming up on the stage behind them on raised platforms, right, playing yeah. along, which was cool as fuck. And they also did... Uh, what their slow down song which is basically just him singing with the violinist that's right where they I don't even know when they got there suddenly they were just standing in the middle of the crowd yeah, yeah, on, the, yeah, on, the on platforms box, by yeah. the sound box yeah. I didn't see anyone making a way there. I didn't hear any like anything happening in the crowd to suggest they were going there uh, yeah. so I don't know if there's some sort of like magical fucking teleporter is that the first went, time but, you've ever seen a band move to a centre block, block thing no but it's the first time I've ever seen it happen without anyone noticing it's oh. happening oh Okay, what's, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. there wasn't like him walking through the crowd and a big like him trying to get through or being carried there or something like that. Can you? What's off? Slightly off topic, but uh, what's the best version you've seen of a band do that? The best version I've seen of a band do that is while she sleeps, yeah. actually. And uh, I can't remember where we were, but I'm sure you'll tell me. And this is where he, uh, Loz, was using the loud hailer, and he went out basically to the back of the crowd, all the way on top of them, and the other band members went out to the side. So you were essentially was it in the lighting? middle. No, it wasn't the red line. It was somewhere else. The dome? No, no, because it was pre. It was pre the red line. The forum. And it was the forum. Cancer and you were basically uh, in a circle That's of the music right. all around you. Because he was all behind with us with a guitar. Yeah, and I, that, that was the best version of that that I saw because it wasn't just one member and it was done on top of the crowd, but went out to all four corners and we wanted that the drummer didn't obviously he stayed on the stage. That would have been, well, been fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, take me symbol. Yeah, <laughs> you know. carrying bits of it out there. But then when they were ready and they kind of dropped it, and Loz was there with the loud, the, the loudspeaker sort of um, thing, I mean, and it all cool. kind of went down. And yeah. I was like, that was the first time I'd seen anything to that level. Mm. You know, so that, yeah, that was cool as fuck. My one, uh, my one was uh, Ramstein at the O2. Um, they had a centre platform, um, and when it came to it, like smoke went off, and yeah. Flake, who's the keyboardist, um, keyboard player, and uh, chief songwriter led them out like dogs. So he had leashes on them. They right. were like, you know, so you know the way they had that whole section yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a couple of them they had like Gym the, the yeah, gags in their mouths. So he led it like, I thought that was cool as fuck. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, that's using your imagination. But as you say, Parkway Drive, 
abuse teleporters apparently so they yeah. win. They, they, they win because <laughs> I just don't I don't understand like I mean it, it was it was full I don't think it was was it advertised as sold out it it, it was it was, I don't know if it was sold out I it don't was know pretty if, fucking close if it wasn't but I think I do think it dropped off yeah and, because I, I do think weirdly enough there was a lot of people there for kill switch yeah um so by 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 I'd say half of part was drive set Put it this way, I, I, it's weird at Ali Pali is I've been several times sold out. Once you're inside yeah. the actual arena, yeah, it you never do get feels, a bit of room. Yeah, you don't do you? get a yeah. bit of room. It's just that whole getting in thing that's where the problem, you know. But for anyone who's a massive fan of Parkway Drive, right, you're all crammed in there, yeah? The band song ends. That guy has to get from that stage to the middle. Yep. Now, there's no way to get to the middle without at least, even if you cut the side, you've got to walk through the crowd at some you, point. Yeah. How, and there wasn't a single ripple of noise from the crowd like oh my god look like he's coming in yeah you know, it's Winston or something like that yeah yeah Winnie oh, don't, Winnie don't say Winston Winston just, McCall yeah it's Winston it just doesn't sound I don't know what to call him Win no. Win um, W Geezer <laughs> do you know what I mean but like you'd be you'd expect like some super fans or something around there to be like who's this guy climbing down on the stage walking through us yeah do you know what I mean and like, but they just over there and all of a sudden you know, I mean, the people that were standing in front of the sound booth, I was watching it when they the light appeared there and the violinist started playing. I was like, huh? And then he was there. And even the people right in front of it suddenly turned around and were like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's behind us. It's like, How did you do that? So that's uh, what I'm more interested in. But yeah, so it was a great, great show. What wasn't so great, although it was good, um, but I think we both shared pretty much the same feelings on this. Uh, we literally, uh, we saw Tourassess and Corpaclani and Ace uh, co-headline date not yep. at all because it was one date in this country at Islington Assembly Halls and it's been a good few years since I saw Tourassess and they promised us something special uh, it wasn't what we what no, we'd hoped it wasn't what we would have asked for yeah either, that as well and um, ultimately uh, the word I've come away from this uh, is ultimately disappointed overall that's it sounds like I'm right because it wasn't Tourassess were great Kupaklani yep. were great but just overall just uh, just flat, flat. The problem is, is and we, we spoke about this, and I think you wrote the same thing in your review anyway. Yep. Tourists didn't really put a foot wrong. Yep. Other than perhaps personal choices around the set list. Yep. And the weird ending, which was them, so just so we record it, they did two track acoustic ending. Yeah. Whereas we were very much praying and hoping that it was going to be a new song. Yes. Or an, even an announcement about a new song. Yeah. I don't know, something that suggested that this isn't just like a nostalgia trip. Yeah. You know? And that was really the problem with it, is I guess, I haven't seen them for a long time. I was the same time as you, I guess. Yeah. Um, I very much enjoyed every song they played for the most part. There were songs I would have changed around, but nothing was particularly wrong. Absolutely. Some of the songs were fucking great. Really glad to hear them. Yeah. But what I'm hoping for is like, you know, it's not, I don't want to just, it's not like I've seen, you know, you you guys releasing music all the time. So I want to hear the classics. Mm -hmm. I want to know what you're doing now. Why are you still relevant? Like, why am I here? Yeah. Yeah. What's coming next? Where's the next song coming from? Yeah. And, and then there was no even inkling towards that. He, he At one point he was talking, didn't he? And he said, uh, he kind of hinted at, like, basically, that you know, he, he didn't say we're making new music, but he hinted about the fact that it's been a long time. Yeah. You know, it was like, uh, you know, I know it's a long time since you guys have heard anything new from us. And then that was like it. And it's like, oh, okay. Okay. You're not yeah. going to go, but. He says something like, oh, we'll be back. And, you know, hopefully we'll have some, uh, a, a new album, which got a cheer. And it's like, Jesus, yeah, yeah. guys, seriously, and uh, yeah, it's frustrating. Like that, I find frustrating because, um, as I say, not a foot wrong. No, um, it's only because we like them so much as well. Yeah. That's the reason. You know, if it's a band that we've gone there. We've gone there to see Tourist House more so than Corpaclani, oh, yeah, yeah. although I wanted to see Corpaclani as well. 
and it's because we like them so much that we want to see them still releasing music or we want to review it we want to check it out we can only you can only listen to these old albums so many times mm. you know and there are songs on them they could play live that haven't really had an airing yeah or, or, or at least not for a fucking long time Absolutely, or maybe one, yeah. ones that I've definitely not heard live yeah that would be completely all over it but they're doing what feels like almost the exact same set near enough as it was the last time I saw yeah. them fucking years ago mm. with nothing new still the same cover there's yeah. not even a new cover in there do oh. a new fucking cover yeah do, do and the only surprise they could do was an acoustic ending to the set one song which worked brilliantly and then second the last one which really just deflated everything mm-hmm. it just didn't really work yeah I remember just feeling like wow this is really this is, energy yeah. sapping yeah, yeah. And then yeah. that's it, it was done. And then all this, you know, the, cra- the the band that are meant to build the crowd up ready for the big headliner or co-headliner to come out, suddenly were all just drained. Yeah. But also yeah. the thing that was strange about it, don't you remember as well, was that there was no real notion of it happening because all the lights went on and everyone thought they were done. That's right, yeah. And half the crowd looked like they'd left or they'd gone outside for a fag yeah. or whatever it was. And we stood there because we were waiting to see Corpiclani. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, hang on, they're not done because they started setting up microphones yeah, all along the front, didn't they? And stools, little, yeah. Like, yeah. And then they came out, and all of a sudden you had like a you know people all rushing back in, going, "What's going on?" So it was such a surprise ending to their set that most people weren't even in there to see mm-hmm. the bloody thing. You know, they'd all thought you were already finished. Yeah, yeah, it was like half, half, half full for it, and like I don't think anybody missed anything. I no. no regards to that. And I kind of wonder if like the people who didn't actually get back in to see that felt they had a better gig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe missed you know? that. Yeah. And then there was Corpo Clani. Um and Corpo Clani, uh, I, I like them. I like the new album a lot. Yeah. Um, I like the front man. He's, uh, he's very infectious, he, I think. He's yeah. got loads of energy and enthusiasm yeah, and a big smile is. and looks like he loves what he's doing. And that's cool as fuck. Yep. And that does burn off into the crowd. It, it, they've got a bleeding problem though, which is tracks bleeding into one yeah. another and sounding similar. Yeah. That's uh, my biggest sort of criticism of that one, you know? All right, well, and the last one is, uh, well, we've already touched upon being at the show, which is While She Sleeps, uh, with support from, we didn't see the first one, land Landmarks, land, yeah. um, but we did see Trash Boat. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys, but yeah, it didn't, didn't work. Didn't really enjoy it. I think you suffered from the same problem that Die Art did at Alexandra Palace, yeah. which is like maybe you're a bit too too early in your career to be trying to play the roundhouse. It's great that you got to be invited there, of don't course. get me wrong, but, you know, too small a band. Not enough sound. It just didn't quite fit. It, it just felt like you were like an a, uh, amateurs on a, on a bit on the big stage. Agreed. Whereas you know maybe who knows where you'll be in five years' time. You might be back there headlining and, and yeah. have a full sound and twenty five people standing behind you not singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what? Well, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Sorry, I had to drop that in there. Yeah. Um, well, the next band. Um, I, I I wonder if your opinion dun, dun, dun. has changed in this. So basically, I went nuts at everyone in that gig. Because uh, Stray From The Path uh, blew me fucking away. I loved it. I thought it was so good that when it came to writing a review, I was like, am I really going to put this higher than Why She Sleeps? I did in the end. I put a po- half a point difference between the two of them. But Stray From The Path blew me away. I thoroughly fucking enjoyed it. And I kept, I came to you lot and it was like, and mo- all of you were like, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, was alright. We, 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 we were like, we were talking about you when you went there. Like, what's happened? He's, he's broken. Something's <laughs> happened. Where's Carl? <laughs> loved it. I just, kept, I just wanted to, it was just really, really, I just, I did, what I liked, yeah, which, because that would be shorter. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the front man, in the white shirt, I don't know who his, his name is or anything yeah. like that. He had that kind of hardcore infectious energy that we talked about. Yeah. Like the bands at Billy Bio. He he worked the crowd well. He got people fired up. And he 
could occasionally do with shutting up and letting the music play because he okay. did lots of long speeches between songs. Yeah. But his message was good. You know, it was very much about unity and uh, all that stuff. So he was infectious. The music, I honestly think, genuinely mm. do, is it could be any fucking band up there. It's the most generic shit I've ever heard in my life. Wow. It could have been Rage Against the Machine. It could have been anyone doing that same fucking song. You know, stop, start, drumming, st- everything. I genuinely did not get what you were seeing in them. Other than the fact that that guy at the front of the stage, that front man, was infectious enough that I enjoyed watching him right. while not enjoying the music that was coming out. Interesting, yeah. Which is which is strange. I mean, we, we, we cross over on a lot of stuff, don't we? Yeah. But on this one, you know. We really don't, yeah. Just, just I, I, didn't, I didn't like it. And I'm proud to say that, at least within our circle, you was, you was pretty much alone. On, oh, on, on it really was in this yeah. one. Yeah, even, right. even your son was looking at you like, what? Yeah, yeah, didn't really, yeah. <laughs> but then he liked uh, Trash Boat, so. Yeah, he liked Trash Boat, so like, yeah, yeah what the fuck was that about? So, he yeah. was the one that said, let's get enough for Trash Boat. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Um, but the one, the headline, of course, was While She Sleeps. Massive props for them. Um, yeah. If you'd said to us before, when they announced the Roundhouse, I don't know if we talked about it in the podcast, we may have done, but I would never We definitely thought... talked about it together, and we, we, like, not necessarily on the podcast, but we talked about it together, and neither of us thought they'd set it up. Yep. We were, we were thought we'd be looking at a three quarters sort of, if at, that, at yeah, best, you yeah. know, could but be worse. It, yeah, they sold it out. They did very, very well, really, really well, they very did. enjoyable. The you know we're not well, we've already talked about the venue problems and that's not on the band whatsoever. Yep. Um, set list was strange. It was. Oh, it was strange. Um, you know, especially considering it was billed as the album release party. Yep. But. Everything they did, they did fucking brilliantly. They, you know, they, it's not like they ever don't give a hundred percent. They give a hundred percent, and even the songs that maybe you're not a massive fan of on the album, they always sound better live. They yeah, always really yeah. Sound, and they always sound heavier live. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is a big thing about it as well. There were things that did not make sense though. I know. Yeah, you already you know, mentioned. Yeah, it. I already mentioned it. And I, and I, I, you know, I was at, I wasn't like I was at the back the whole time. I spent quite a bit in the pit, and there were, I think, there were five people on either side of the band which were there as a choir yep and they were the most underused choir i've ever seen in my life i felt i mean unless they were doing really kind of low background stuff that we weren't even picking up i only felt that they were really having an impact on the beginning of the guilty party and a mm. couple of other bits and songs they were like little moments but considering they were there for the whole set it was yeah. like they came out for a part of it i mean i would have been pretty pissed off if i was them just stand there for ten songs. We're gonna like, sing three times. Well, surely their role was predominantly gonna be you're gonna you're going to be singing your part on yeah. So What. But there were only three fucking songs from So What. Yeah, the three singles. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is uh, which is again, like I said, I find that you can say what well, I mean. You, really, you can you can argue. Yeah, and, for, and I wouldn't defend it in any way because it you know. But I guess the band are probably like, well, the album comes out today. So for most people, they're only going to know the three songs. Fair enough. So we play that. But, you know, that's a shit excuse, really, isn't it? I don't really like that as an excuse, because bands play new songs that you've never heard before all the time. Yeah. You know, there's absolutely no reason why you couldn't drop another song into it. People have come to see you. They've paid the money. Yeah. They're in that show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> predominantly, it was UOE when it was the one that they yeah. played the most. Jesus Christ. Five, six, six songs. songs, I think, yeah. From it. So, so half the album. Um, They did... Go backwards a little bit, which is cool. Yep. You know, so it was, it was a it was like a it wasn't quite a great hits thing. That's the thing. It wasn't. No. So if no. you want to do a great hits thing, you probably you would have chucked, chucked maybe one or two from U R W and gone back more towards brainwashed. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, this is the six. Yeah. Yeah, because that that didn't even that didn't get played. 
No, they they what did we we got seven courage pills. Cancer, seven seven yeah. Um, a courage cancer seven. Was that it? I don't know. I there wasn't that many. Was it. it might have been only two or three of the. Uh, yeah. Because now we got brainwashed off brainwashed. Oh, we got four walls. Uh, yep, four walls. Yep. Um, yeah, because so many off UOE, so fucking yeah, many like hurricanes. Six or six or UOE seven itself, UOE. yeah. Oh, yeah, the silence, silence speaks. Yeah, uh, yeah. civil isolation. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, I mean that's the almost the entire UOE. set list. Yeah, set list. Yeah, yeah. yeah basically uh, done it. Wide awake. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? So it was. It was a lot of it. Again, not dissing it. They were brilliant. Every song they played was brilliant. Some things I just thought was a bit strange. I get why they wanted to fill the crowd, the, the stage out, and all that stuff. That kind mm. of made sense. Yeah. I just I don't know. Maybe you say to me you're bringing a choir along. I'm expecting something different to happen I was, here. I was do you expecting know what I mean? variations. On I mean, songs we spoke we about knew. beforehand. I was like, oh, I wonder if they'll they'll do you know like they do the acoustic stuff. Oh yeah. I yeah. wonder if having the choir there, maybe they'll do like a an acoustic track or two. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I remember you, you know, saying it. Yeah, because I was like, what would I like to hear? Let's hear the acoustic version of Love at War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the way to get it in there. Yeah, I remember. Still no Love at War, but there you go. <laughs> no, no. So, so yeah, not a diss on it because it was a very, very enjoyable show. I really had a great time. Bought a lot of merch. A lot of uh, t-shirts and stuff to go with the vinyls and stuff yeah. that I got from them at home. Um, enjoyed every minute of it. Thought the band were fantastic. Just didn't really understand the point in a choir and would have liked to have heard a few of the new, new songs in yeah. a live environment. Even more so because I'm not loving it on the album. Yeah. So I would have loved to have heard them live because I think that would have made a difference. Well, you've said it now, so we'll go into it because it's next part. Let's talk about some of these albums then. Um, while She Sleeps, So What? It's not It's not Game Changer, is it? No, it's not. It's... um. Like you get filler tracks, it almost feels like a filler album to, yeah. to a degree. Uh, it doesn't feel like anything. It doesn't feel like it's a transition. It is a transition. I know it is a transition. I know I can see the change, but it doesn't feel like this is where Wild She Sleeps finish off. Do you know what I mean? It feels like a, a this is part of the journey to where they're going to end up. Yeah. I genuinely, honestly, honestly, don't think it's a good album at all. Mm. Um, I really, really am struggling to get into any of the songs on it. Nearly. What I did find, and this is why I said about wanting to see them live, is as I, I, you know, I wasn't a massive fan of the three singles. Yeah, the, the, the main three singles that came out, so "Guilty Party," "Haunt Me," and, and um, "Any Social." Um, but as time went by and I listened to them more and more, uh, I, I especially started liking "Haunt Me" quite a bit. Yep. And over time, I started liking "Any Social" a bit more, and I, now I quite like the "Guilty Party." But seeing them live made me think they're actually actually I was wrong about the three songs. They're cracking songs. Yep. They okay. Are. I didn't really get it. Saw it live. Totally get it now. What I would have, I, but I'm struggling with the rest of the album. I really am, mm. and I am trying to, I, you know, because this is a band that we don't want to not like. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. I want to like everything they do. There are songs in the new album I like, but there is some right wacky stuff on it, man. There is. There's some right weird guitar noise tones and things that I'm struggling a little bit to get my head into. I'm hoping it's just a time thing and it's my own blinkered way of listening to music that is making it difficult for me to hear the change. And that as it did with the previous three singles, that as I keep working at it, it, you know, it'll click. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping will happen. But at the moment, it's not happened. I, I think I might like it a bit more than you, but what you said, I mean, I still quite haven't quite gotten over. And I've not listened to the song since because I just won't. Uh, it's back of my mind. Yeah. And I just cannot get over that fucking rapping idiot yeah, shit yeah. near the end. I think it's possibly the worst thing I've heard this year. Um and if that like well, as soon as it, uh, that is just like what the fuck are you doing guys that's stupid yeah um, but I am a big fan of Gates of Paradise the last song yeah on. yeah which is probably the one I'm closest to liking but I have problems with it but you know this is I don't want to like I don't I don't want to be ranting about why she sleeps because I like this band very mm. very much I think the album isn't like the worst album in the fucking world it's clearly and not just from this from the documentary from everything like that it's a band that are going through a 
transitional yeah. period. And I guess in that, there's a lot of creative, experimental ideas thrown at an album while yeah. you try and almost find what you're going to end up at being. In this album, it feels like an experiment. Yeah. Some of it works, some of it definitely doesn't. And as long as they work their way through this, and hum, fingers crossed they come out the other end of it, and the bits that don't t- t- tie in you know, with, with my feelings about it, and the next album isn't all just drum and bass rapping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, you know, it's not a diss on the band. We, we understand, like, based on the documentary more than anything else, like, that they are yeah. going through some stuff. And there are good songs in it. You know, if nothing else, the three singles are good songs. Yeah. And I didn't think that at first. And that's why I have hope still that I would like the album overall. Because I didn't, it took me months to realise that I actually do like these first three singles. A lot of listening to I it think and it's trying a, to get I think my it's head around grower. Them. Yeah. It's that stuff with, like, you know, the first time I listened to Antisocial, mm. I was very, very annoyed about two things, right? And this, you know, like, I listen to some right funky music, yeah? Insane Clown Posse, for example. <laughs> yeah. I'm not against rap. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, and the bit at the end of Antisocial with the I'm sick of the sound ding (laughs) I felt that was so stupid I get what they were doing and I hate the last line in the song thank fuck for headphones that's it yeah I hate that I'm not antisocial I'm anti-bullshit not because they're silly lines or anything like that because I get the point but you look at previous lyrical content of While She Sleeps song, it's fucking clever. Yeah. It's metaphors. It's intelligent. Well, it's this political. Is just on the nose. And this is thank fuck for headphones. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of the sound. Ding. And I'm just like, I don't understand how. It's not that it's a bad song. It's dumb. It's dumbed down from your usual very witty banter. Yeah. And that's where I really struggled with it. Uh, but as time's gone on, I've kind of appreciated it a little bit. I don't, still don't like um, the last line. I tend to skip before that gets <laughs> just, said. Yeah. You know, at the big ending. And then as he goes to say it, I just go, right, next track. Yeah, that ended there. <laughs> you know. So, so yeah, it's, it, it, three songs grew on me. There's no reason why some more won't. Brilliant. Brilliant. Right. Have you listened to In Flames' I, The Mask, in full? Uh, not enough to fairly judge it. I've, I've flicked through it. I obviously I listened to the singles. Of course, you know, yep. You reviewed them, like yeah. The death. Yep. Um, I read your review yep. on it. I kind of uh, got the impression that was going to be it. You well, yeah, I, from your singles, yeah, yeah. which was going to be like, uh, we don't understand. Who are you? It's so <laughs> fucking, so not confusing. Because I don't, that's the wrong word because that sounds like I'm going, oh, what? I don't get it. It's just so like the fuck. What 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 is this? I mean, it's weird for them because they sound like a band in transition, but they've been in transition for about a decade. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It's like, point, which, yeah. which, which, it's, where are you going to land? Because you, you seem to have two uh, in flames. There seems to be like two mm. of them in there. And they kind of, one time they do this and then one time they do that. It and, makes for confused singles. It makes for confused albums. It makes for confused fans. Yeah. And it's that whole thing about when they're good, they're very fucking good. They're really good. Yes. You know, like generally the song, I The Mask Itself and Burn. I, I know you weren't massive on Burn, but I really mm. like Burn. They're not just like good songs. They're cracking fucking songs. Um, whereas obviously the one I think you probably pointed out in oh. your review oh. which is This Is Our House oh. is one of the worst songs I've heard it's not just so this year bland. but one of the worst songs in my memory that I can mm. think of that I've heard it's fucking terrible it's the kind of thing like had I heard that before I'd heard anything else I'd have probably not even bothered with it because it's so f- and I heard that before irrelevant. I heard anything else and do you know why I carried on reviewing and that's why I said in my second review which was I The Mask I went into that I was in a bad mood and it was, I saw it was there, and I was like, do you know what, I'm just going to listen to this, and then I'm going to write a fucking review it, and just tell everyone that this is shit too. And it shows that we are open-minded, or we are willing to change, because I listened to it, and I was like, I'm so confused, it's so good. What the fuck? And not only am I no longer in a bad mood, I'm in a great mood now, yeah, that's... but now I'm going to go on there, and I think I gave it like a 9 out of 10 or something like that, because it's a cracking song. Yeah, 
It's it's funny you said it as well because like I have a playlist on my phone where basically it's the best of 2019 and as I listen to this music I add stuff if I think it deserves I can listen to in a car and a song from the album got into that playlist yeah. and it's We Will Remember so check that out or yeah, if you like it as much as I do but that's I think that's one of the that's one of the best songs I've heard this year. No, which is great. You know? I mean, that's the, but that's the confusing thing, man. Yes. I mean, you just don't know with Inflames what you're going to get. You really don't. And when they're good, they're great. And when they're bad, they're really bad. They don't seem to have a middle ground. They're either very, very good or very, very bad. Yep. Oh, without yeah. ever like being average. Yeah. yeah They've yeah. just been okay. Yeah, there's, no, <laughs> you know? there's, there's almost, you're right. There's very little middle ground where you're just like, well, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. But none of that. It's like that's fucking shit, or that's great. It is literally that yeah. infuriating. Yeah. Um. Kind. Of, that's kind of. Whereas, like the middle of the ground stuff is something that we've always been the case for children at bottom the last couple. Yeah, of Yeah, that's really where they are. It's just. It's just another bottom. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's all it is. Well, hexed the new yeah. album. Um. Well, no, it's not out. Well, when this goes up, which it's out now. Yeah. But right, as of right now, recording, it's out tomorrow. Um, I have heard it uh, reviewed go check it in my review on the YouTube channel and on the site you'll get to read about it I love it turns out I love it turns yeah. out it's great turns out introduction of a new guitarist and uh, moving of songwriting um, uh, decimation of songwriters yeah. has actually worked fav- favours I mean yeah. the band should probably take note because remember this is what happened with Cradle yeah <laughs> you know yeah, take- going through a bit of a lull bring a new guitarist in spread the songwriting about and all of a sudden we're a better band yeah, yeah <laughs> you know yeah. it's like it works yeah yeah, it's a really good I'm, album. I'm glad because yep. it's a weird thing with Children of Bottom because they're another one of those bands which for, I don't know why with them I've got no real affiliation to them other than that for some reason I want them to do well. I don't really know why. Mm. I don't want to hate Children of Bottom, and I, I think I know why. You know, and it comes back to the gig we saw. Which yeah, we quite went in Shepherd's Bush, wasn't it? And it was so many years ago, and we went in. We didn't. Really, we weren't really feeling it. A bit tired and all that kind of thing. And we ended up having a fucking blast. Yeah, and that was just me and you, which is rare. Yeah, usually we've got a little bit of a crowd. And yeah, we, and, uh, or wives or things yeah, like yeah. that. And it just turned out to be an amazing... And it still leaves long in the memory. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that kind of left one, a one soft spot. My, well, I've never done it, and I never would do a top 10 shows, but it would, be, it would be in my top 20 or 30, I think. Yeah. In an individual show. It, yeah. it was a cracking. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. so maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's something like that. And it's like, uh, I want them to do well. But also, I don't think... Controversial. I don't think I know any bad children of bottom stuff away from covers. Interesting. Because they yeah. do some covers. Yeah, yeah, the covers <laughs> stinkers. Yeah. You know, but I don't know any bad stuff. But like you said, we know a lot of average stuff, and that's yeah. really the problem with it. Um, so, you know, you don't, there's no reason, I've got no reason to hate them. You just yeah, want them right. to, come on, give us a bit more than that. We know you can do better than that because the early stuff is like obviously like cracking. And then we just had a lull, didn't we, in the middle? And, uh, you know, I, I haven't heard the album yet. Um, I've listened to the singles. I'll, we will be listening to the album tomorrow, obviously, as soon as it comes out. We are going to see them at Bloodstock as well, yep, which is another reason yeah. why I want it to be good. Yeah, yeah. I, want to, I don't want to go to Bloodstock being like, oh, God. I hope you feel the same. I, like, so I think, I think I know reason look- why I wouldn't, because I've really enjoyed the singles. Yeah. I really enjoyed so there them. Go, there were yeah. a few things that stood out on it. Like, I think uh, in the first one, it was, and actually all of them, the drums, even though it's the guitarists and everything that's come in, the sound they captured for the drums was just, like, amazing. I don't know why I enjoy it so much. It just mm. like listening to it in my headphones. It was just like crystal clear, really, really good. And uh, it was really. I remember listening to that first single and getting through it and thinking, God, are we going to get in the last album? It was a keyboard solo, yeah, or are we not? And then when it was like a little bit of keyboards, and then it went into guitars, and it was like, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Um, not going to talk too much about this one. Just go check it out. But it was originally my album of the year. Uh, it's now been changed, but uh, saw Forgotten Past, a four-track album from the Scottish uh, melodic, um, 
atmospheric black metal band. I don't know if you've had a chance to check this out yet. yet no. It's a four-track album, which each one quite long. Um, if you want an experience, I gave it 10 out of 10. It's one of only four albums. You might think that's loads, but bear in mind we're in March now. Compared to last year, we've only had four albums with 10 out of 10. Um, and one of them is actually a split. So technically, three albums and one split album. Um, which for me, and three of those are from me and one from you. Yeah, that's um, fine. Which yeah, I think that's, fine. that's amazing that... Amazing that I guess that you know that, that these guys are staying it so much, but yeah, go check out Saw. It's a 10 out of 10 album, Forgotten Paths, incredible. Gonna to touch upon his last one, right? Do you remember last year? Yeah, I remember last year well. Good. Um, do you remember that early on an album came out that I loved so much that I basically spent all year going, it's probably gonna be my number one album of the year? Do you remember what that was? No, Moles. Oh, yeah, George. yeah, George, yeah, yeah, it's happened again. What, Mole? I no, released, no. They've for... re-released George. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> nothing from Mole. The album of the year has happened. I can't see it being topped. Okay. I can't. Um, it's it's not actually out yet, guys, I'm afraid. It's not out to the 18th of March. Um, it, is, it has been streamed on YouTube, so you can hope that's still available. Go check the full album out. Um, but it's a band, it's called Thormesis, and the album is the sixth. their sixth album. Um, I actually came across them a few years ago when we reviewed their previous album. And I gave that one like 9.5 out of 10. Loved right. it. Forgot about them. And then this came my way and I was like, holy shit. I love that last time. I wonder if this is as good. Fucking this good. Every song on that album went into my best of 2019 playlist. Eight tracks. Um, it's this year's Mole for me. Okay. I, I can't see this being beaten right now. This but Mole is... did get beaten in the end, didn't it? No, it was number one. Oh, was it? It was number oh. one in the end. Yeah, it was. There yeah. you go. Um, I can't see this being beaten. It's out on March 18th. These guys are fucking... It's atmospheric uh, black metal, traditional black metal. Um, but not when I say atmospheric metal, it's not what you think. It's not those... It's not this massive soundscape. It's hard for me to describe. It's got those elements, but it's a lot more raw. It's a lot more old school in style. But they've got an ability to just transform songs. Um, incredible band. Yep. Incredible. That's good. Yeah. Good stuff. Have you got? Have you got have you, can you think of any others? Um, I mean, we haven't done this for a while, so you could almost do every band, couldn't we? Well, yeah, it's mainly just uh, ones that you were like, yeah, that, well, Rotten Christ, Rotten Christ is yeah. the one I was going to say. That, yeah. I mean, that for me is my album of the year so far, The mm. Heretics. I think Fantastic is getting serious fucking playtime. Yeah. Like, the singles did anyway. I mean, when the first three singles were out, I basically spent probably a week only listening to those three songs on repeat, <laughs> one after the other. Every hour to work every day, hour back. You know, I, yeah, I think it's great. It's a really, really good album. Um, it's kind of strange with Rotting Christ because I think it would be more of a surprise if it wasn't a good album yep. like if it was oh my god Rotting Christ have released a shit album yeah 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 you know, the fact that Rotting Christ have released an amazing album that is fucking creative um, modern mm. but there is, it doesn't sound particularly retro or like oh this is old school or anything like that it's modern it's clever it's got a real good theme as well I like the theme yeah. that they're doing with it and it almost it almost feels like it's come in and just been released and gone under the radar for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think that's because it's just expected from them. Yeah. They're very dependable as a band, very consistent. You know, so the fact that Rotten Crass came out, released a 10 out of 10, it's like, hey, well done. Anyway, let's all move on to the next one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's great. That's stays on the playlist and that's fine. But for me, it's, uh, it's, it's something that, like, it's hooked me hard and I've been, like, listening to it, like, a lot. A lot. Yeah. And um, it's, I'm glad as well because you always kind of know with an album whether, it, like, it's as good as you think it is, is that... Easily, if I was to list my favourite songs at the moment, the first two or three on them anyway, wouldn't be the singles. You know what I mean? So it's like I listened to the singles, thought they're fucking amazing, got the album, still love the singles, and then as I've listened to the album, it's like, no, no, that's my favourite now, that's yeah, my favourite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know that thing when you change your favourite every couple of yeah, days? You're yeah, like, you're like, oh, this yeah. This is the best song on this album, three days later. No, 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 this no, is the this best is song on this album. You did that with Parkway Drive as well. Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Rotting Christ for me is the best album out so far this year of what I've heard. Not bad for March. Not bad. No, it's not. No. Right, we're going to play another track, guys. We're with Witch Goat now. Witch Goat was conceived in the middle of 2016 by the long-serving Salvadorian guitarist P. Scyther with the aim to form a black thrash metal project that would carry off the evervescence of the old-school thrash metal, the brutality and the precariousness of the 80s extreme metal and the dire med- melodies of the 90s blackened death metal. That's a fucking lot, dude. <clears throat> he had shortly begun... He could have comp- just said, like, multi-genre. Yeah, that's like... <laughs> Job and that's so many errors. Yeah. He'd shortly been composing for the Nameless Project. The drummer E. Driller um, joined him in the early 2017 and the recording process was started straight away under the moniker of Witch Goat. The lineup of Witch Goat was completed upon the arrival of, of M. Miasma on vocals and C. Fogg, the bassist, in mid-2017. Is that their real names? I'm going to say maybe. <laughs> uh, Witch Goat is equipped to discharge their debut opus. E- e- oh my goodness me. Egregors, Egregors yeah. of the Black Faith on February the 13th, oh, it's already out, February 13th, 2019 via Morbid Skull Records um, and Hell Productions in Thailand on CD. Uh, rejecting all type of modern technological enhancements, this opus conjures the filthiness and wickedness of the bona fide old school extreme metal sound. With a malefic storm of barbaric black thrashing numbers present in the album, which goal is destined to intensify the spirit of the Central American metal underground. And this is Black Vomit of Souls. Forever! 
So, yeah, just really three kind of like talking points, opinions, I th- sort of thought so, of oh, what we kind of think. That's what we do. Yeah. So, get ready for opinions. The first one we touched upon like early on in the podcast, and it was at Billy Bio, and it was uh, something we noticed and something that was written about in an article and caused a bit of, a, not debate because we were in agreement, yeah. but certainly caused some opinions. And it's kind of like, I don't, it's one of those where people that are involved in it would probably have strong words to say about what we think of it yep. and it's basically hardcore dancing moshing whatever you want yeah. to call it we're not involved in it and no. so, but we also have strong opinions on it yes and my opinion on it is what the fuck <laughs> are you yeah. doing yeah it's like I, I, if this is your thing that's great man but basically it's fighting the air yeah yeah in the pit while occasionally hoping you might catch a, a, a person in yeah. the face I don't understand it I really don't I mean we had fly kicking cartwheels and this that thing I'm not going to do it now for the camera because I feel stupid doing it I don't know how they don't feel stupid punching the floor punching the floor but throwing your elbow back as far as you can yeah we had a glass knocked out of someone's hand smashed all over the floor yep a person who was just standing there trying to watch the show but not even to the point where you would all do it to each other and that's what annoyed me about it it wasn't an aggressive pit no it was a taking turns at running across the crowd yep fly kick in the air doing a little flip roly-poly, get up, elbow the air, punch the floor, elbow the air, punch the floor. It was like the shittest Karate Kid movie I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah. Like, wax on, wax off. <laughs> and I, I said to you, I mean, at one point, I felt, oh, I'm just going to go out there and stand there in the uh, fly kick pose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I felt like that would fit. Yeah. Does that work? If I just go out there and stand there like that, go, ah, would they be like, dude? And I just don't get it. I don't understand the appeal. But I also don't understand, not every band did this, why the bands encourage it. Yeah. Because the biggest telling point for us from that whole gig was that while all that was going on with the first three bands, I mm-hmm. think, the whole crowd, bar three, four three, people, three, four people yeah. stayed right at the back yeah. and watched from afar, really enjoying the show. So the band played to an empty front ten rows, yeah. bar these dickheads. right? And when, uh, to be fair, even Cutthroat, yeah. uh, and then obviously Billy Bio came on, it turned into a more standard pit. Yep. And everybody came forward and they played to a packed venue yes. with everyone right up against them. Yet the bands encouraged the behaviour. They were literally, well, at one point that someone were doing it themselves. Yeah. But I don't understand. If you're a band, you want everyone standing at the back because they want to watch you, but they don't want to get into that bollocks and get fly kicked in the fucking no, face. No, no. Or do you want them to be right <laughs> up rammed against the stage cheering? Yeah. And the band seemed to want them to not. It's yeah. very weird. It's almost I, anti what we do. I find it, uh, I 100% agree with you. It's like one of those that I don't even want to sort of not be, not even like, oh, I'm going to sit in the fence about this. Fuck, what the fuck, man? Yeah. And the one moment that stands at me, and I, I can't remember the band's name, otherwise I would say them. I think maybe were the ones on before, um, Cutthroat, um, Big Fella, uh, they were, I think they were from up north and somewhere oh, like that. Oh, Yorkshire, yeah. Yeah, and he <laughs> jumped from the stage and spin kicked. Yeah. And that fucking foot, almost like he came so close to someone's head and I thought you fucking prick 
you've like you've got like yeah. you you're to me don't tell me that's a hardcore race. You're trying to intentionally hurt people. Yeah, that's the thing, and that's why that's I, what we. That's why I'm trying to. Yeah, we don't get it. I don't want to get it. No, <laughs> I don't want to ever. I don't think anyone could ever <coughs> give me a solid reason why that's how it, how it has to be. This is the way we do things. I could understand it if we were at a hardcore gig, right, and everyone was into it and they were all kicking each other. Yeah, but it's not. You're not even like brave enough that you're all in there kicking each other. You like. My turn, run through, kick the air, threaten an innocent person a little yep. bit by closer to them, kick their glass out of their hand, then stand at the side, and then the next person has his go. Yeah. I mean, you want to kick the shit out of each other, kick the shit out of each other, and leave the fucking rest of the poor fuckers, the women and that, who are trying to watch out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, come and kick the fucking glass out of my hand. And it's so off-putting. Oh, and I hate the fact... frustrating, man. That, that, like I say, you know, I spent early on when it was happening, and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I spent more time watching these dickheads than I did the thing. And like we yeah. weren't in a position, really, where we were going to get hit. No, we no, weren't no. two or three people in front of us, that yeah. kind of thing. But it was so hard to, like, I can't focus on these bands who were doing great on stage yeah. because this skinny little fucking twerp is deciding to see if he can elbow someone's head off, knowing in what he can get away with it. I wanted, what I want, kind of wanted was in the, one of these little idiots, and a couple of them were like that, to elbow the wrong person, who's yeah, just like, what yeah, the fuck are you yeah. doing? And just smash them on the floor. Yeah. I want to see that shit go down. But I was thinking, you are d- deliberately be- trying to do this. And you can say, oh, the music takes over and all that. No, fuck that. No, that it happens wasn't like in that. That's circle pits. I watched, you watched that shit. Anyone who was there, anyone who was there, who wasn't a fan of what was going down, will know that was nothing to do with the music. Yeah. It was like, it was almost like um, choreographed fucking dancing. At certain points. It wasn't like somebody just losing their mind and going crazy. It was taking turns. They didn't even seem to be paying that much fucking attention to, to the, the bands. Band. Yeah. It was purely about fly kicking the fucking air and doing a little flip and punching the ground. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, and then being intimidating to some of the smaller people around them. Mm. You know, well done. Well done. And what the, the biggest take point from this, and we talked about this gig earlier on, is the bands were fucking great. However, if you ever actually want them, unless you, this is what you want... I mean, like, you, what are you going to do? Go, like, grow to maybe get the, to the forum one day? Yeah. I mean, do you want fans to buy your music to enjoy your show, or do you want them to be standing at the back thinking, well, I really enjoyed them, but I wouldn't go to another show because of them dickheads? That's it. That's it. You know, you've got to think about that stuff, because you know what? Everyone was there to see the legends of your scene, people like Billy Bio, and guess what? They don't do it then. Yeah. And that's how big fucking Billy went on to become. Yep. You know, it's not, you don't have to do that shit to make a name for yourself. In fact, if anything, you're just making a bad name for yourself. Yeah. So what I would love to have seen is for one of the band members yeah. to turn around and say, maybe speak to each other about it and say, I get that, you know, this is their thing, but we're basically they're ruining the show for us because all of the people that are here watching us, yeah. and we want to become fans of us, are all back there yeah. worried about them, their safety. Yeah, and, yeah. and for the band to turn around to them and go, guys, fuck off. Mm. Like, stop maybe not shit. do it in the middle of the crowd, but maybe because like you know it looked like some of them had come with the band. Yeah, you know maybe have a word with them afterwards and go look, you know sort it out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And literally, your 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 fucking antics are keeping the actual fans away, and off the back of that, they might not come to another show. Now. That's it. Yeah, it's the strong opinions. And if you if you're if you're watching this and you're like, oh shit, we do that. Um, explain to us. Tell us in the comments. Tell us why we're wrong. Tell us what yep. why you do it. Explain it to us because we don't fucking get it. Or just call us pussies or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's the actual that's more, response. That's, that's more like, yeah, what yeah. we expect. Yeah, that's actually what you I know. expect. Oh, yeah, just being, yeah, yeah. Anyway, right, moving to another one then. And this, is, this has been a long time coming. We might have even touched one in the past, but because we've experienced it again, Alexandra Palace oh. is possibly oh, yeah. now becoming the worst venue for me in London. 
like the worst venue I, I, I when it comes up now based off our experience as I'm generally going ah yeah. for fuck's sake it's going to have to be one hell of a band playing there the next time that mm. I, or for me to ever go there again yeah. that's the truth of it it's going to have to be a fucking band that I desperately need to see yep to the band I'm seeing three times a year then I'll just skip it yeah um, can I tell you something that is really quite funny but proper pissed me off about this whole thing go on. I left a review on Ali Pally's Facebook page yeah um, quite a lot of people did actually quite a lot of people were I, thought, I read a few yeah so I left a review on there and I was I was polite it wasn't you know I, I wasn't fucking trolling yep I said basically love your venue great location great drinks great sound everything's perfect but you must sort out the queuing system you are easily the worst in London yep possibly the country yep I've never seen anything like it I've seen festival queues maybe yeah quicker. <laughs> uh, and you know what I got the, the uh, Alexandria Palace liked my comment liked your yeah, comment I got a uh, Alexandria Palace liked your comment the fuck and that was, that, no response <laughs> I liked and I was just like not straight away it was like a day or two later and I was just like I wasn't expecting that no. now I know in real life this is probably just some fucking admin sitting there probably thinking I agree I, was, I, I wasn't working that night I was in the fucking queue yeah however it really looks bad to be like Ali Pali going yeah that's brilliant fucking, yeah we're shit <laughs> but just so that some context on this right we, 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 we've been there twice for gigs I've been there twice for gigs. I've been there loads of times for other things like darts and stuff, but twice for gigs. And one of them was best part of a year ago, maybe longer. Yeah. Uh, who were we there? It so was while she sleeps. It was while she sleeps and the architects. Architects, yeah. And we thought maybe that had been a one-off. Mm. And the fact that there's a year gap and the exact same thing happened again yeah. makes it realise that this is not a one-off. This, this is, is the them. norm. They, their queuing system is by far the slowest and we're not talking about like we're talking about you can queue for hours yeah you can miss bands you do miss bands there were many people still queuing when Killswitch Engage were playing we we were in that queue an hour before doors opened yeah and we still only got on there during I think the second, second die last die art song yeah and there were a thousand people behind us yeah yeah queuing at the same time as us an hour before doors opened who will have only got in for half a Killswitch Engage yeah so you've literally paid for your ticket and you've missed the whole first band and half of the second band and that yeah. must be fucking furious. I mean, I'd be yeah, that's worthy of the venue refunding money. Yeah, and the you thing know? is, you can't fucking shout at anyone about it or get mad no. because you start having to go at the security. They're just they're just going to say we ain't coming in, and they're going to. But you know, aside from the speed, the simple thing that they do wrong mm. is they actually don't queue fairly. Yeah. So they do this thing where you have everybody queue on mass, and then as you get within a couple of hundred yards of the doors, finally, yeah, they then separate you out into three single so, queues, queues yeah. and then they let one line go in refill that with people next line go in refill that with people you know and that's how they work yeah however what they, happens then because of that and because you all come on mass into that system is that a person who can be 40 people behind you gets shuffled through into one of these three cattle rows yeah and get in an hour before you you know it's not a queuing system as in we all stand behind each other we all stand in a big group like on mass, and then they go right. You lot go in there. Yep. You lot go in there. You lot wait, and you're like, hang on, I've been queuing an hour longer than yep. they have, and all of a sudden now you're behind all the people that were behind you. Yep. And that's the bit. This doesn't make any sense. You you literally her- herded like sheep or cattle into these pens. Yeah. And then they decide which pen they're going to release first. Yep. And it is just unbelievable. It's so slow. And that's even, before you even get that. You've got to queue, you will start queuing all the way around the building. And initially, the early part of that queue, if you get to the end of it where the car parks are, there's no organisation. 
British people try and queue, but it's still about maybe eight, eight, ten people wide because yeah, it's yeah, quite a fat yeah. area. And then slowly, as you move along, security starts turning up and yeah. trying to push you squashed together, and you become four. So you start getting squeezed out like a bit of toothpaste, yeah. getting smaller and smaller. And what you mentioned about kettle pens, that drives me nuts. But the worst thing for me for that is they'll release your queue. It's not like you're just walking into the venue and there's my ticket and you're in. No, because that's a massive group of yeah. people that then create a new queue yeah. right by the entrance yeah. where security so They release bags. the pen, don't they, with you in it, and then you, that doesn't mean you're in. That means you now get to queue at the door. Yeah. And then they go through every bag and all that. And then once you're in, you it's then golden. got, you know, it, the, the venue itself. And this is the thing, the inside of the venue, it mm. sounds great in there. Yeah. As long as you have the right band and the right amount of people, I think, because it can be echoey if you don't have a big crowd. Yep. Um, the beers are fucking great. The little village thing's cool as fuck. Toilets are fine. Everything's fine once you're inside. But getting inside, no one, like two, three hours you could queue in there yeah. and miss half your bands. I mean, you can't do that at the venue. I just think there's, there's, there should be more of an uproar about this because I don't know how, how, you, how you do it. We, you leave negative reviews on the bloody Facebook page. They like the comment. Yeah. Realistically, yeah. anyone who was going there and bought a ticket specifically to see Killswitch and Die Out as murder should be asking for their money back. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. I don't know how the bands know, whether they know about it or they how they feel about it. But if you're Die Art and you're thinking, fucking hell, I thought this was sold out. We've only got about 500 people in front of us. They all want to see you, mate. They're all outside, though. They can't get in. Yeah, that's it. That's you know? it. It's one of, yeah, it's infuriating. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And the last one we're going to cover is, um, this is a funny one. This came up a little while back, but it kind of, it came up, it caused a bit of fuss and then quietly disappeared as the club in question or the venue in question sort of quickly disappeared from this and it was the 100 club that made some big song and dance about saying we're not gonna we're no longer gonna post stage times because we want people to come down and see the support bands as if it wasn't actually about no come down and buy drinks yeah um, um that kind of thing <laughs> and it caused a bit of an uproar in the comments of it it was fascinating reading as that you know one side says well yeah you should be going down to see the live me all the bands cool another side saying sure i've been at work i want to have dinner I might have this, yeah, yeah. I might have to get trains yeah. and stuff like that. And you can see both sides yeah, kind of absolutely. thing. And it was just kind of like, which side do you fall on? Like, what, what, do, you, what do you say should happen? Uh, I buy my ticket mm. and the cost of my ticket goes to all three bands. Yep. So while you're right, I, you know, we're very much pro support local music, support local clubs, uh, support, support bands. Yep. You know, that's what we do. But I don't buy my ticket to see the support bands. Oh, I'm, I buy my ticket usually to see a specific band. I yep. don't buy my ticket for a set. And basically, I will make my way there when I want to. Yep. I know that sounds like a very basic cop-out, but I can't always be there at the beginning. Yep. I don't always want to be. Uh, I may not have the money to. I may be at work. It could be any reason whatever. The reality of it is, is that I don't think it would make a difference even if they don't put the stage times up on yep. there. Generally, what I do... You know, if we're out, it depends like things. And if it's a Monday night gig, you know, I go to work, I come back from work, yep. you might grab something to eat, and then you make your way up there, and then you get in there when you get in there. It's like that. It's not premeditated. I'm going to purposely go and avoid those Absolutely. bands unless I know I don't like them. Yeah. So I think it's um, I don't think not posting the stage times would have the impact mm-hmm. that they think. That suddenly, oh, I better get in there at six because I might miss the headliner. Yeah. No. Don't be stupid. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I know he's not coming on to half eight earliest earliest Jesus Christ you know? I was about to say to you like you know gigs if you know gigs right there's three bands doors open at seven there are three bands one opening one main support and your headliner say it's at the underworld on a weekday so no say, no stage restrictions time restrictions what time is that headliner going to be on that stage realistically 
Yeah, nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Between yeah. nine and half nine, I'd say. Yeah. That's it. We know that. We know doors open at seven, first band's likely to be on between quarter past and half past seven. Finished at eight, second band, quarter past eight, yeah. maybe till nine, and then nine to half nine, nine fifteen, main stage. That's, so, we know. So yeah, so I mean, for the most part, I don't think the thing actually has an impact no. because it's silly. It doesn't really do anything. I get like uh, from a from a pub perspective, of course, we want people in there drinking for that's longer. That's it, yeah. You know, that's fine. Um realistically for me it's quite straightforward it's like it, whatever I, I'll, I'll come when I can yeah that's it it's not about not wanting to support local bands or anything like that I do but you, people just can't always be there that's right you know that sucks and all that but you know you're already getting paid I, I haven't bought a ticket to see you but you're yeah. getting some of that money I know it may not be a lot I know you may get fuck all for it it was this weird perspective to have and like I said they, they kind of backed down there and quickly quietly disappeared yeah. from it and then it's disappeared but it was one of those that made me go what a stupid debate. Also, to come from, like I said, a venue, it's like, shut up, you idiots. If you, you want to... Beer sales. If you want to do something to make people come down and support local music, if that's what it was about, what's about smaller bands, yeah. not necessarily local, then do something like a free entry before eight. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Happy, or uh, first hour's happy hour. Happy hour, yeah. Yeah. Free beer. Well, not free. I'm going to do that. But one, one, no, one free beer. One, one yeah, free drink. One free drink. Yeah, uh, you know, or like you said, a happy hour. A half, yeah. One half price drink. Yep. Do something like that if you want to encourage people in for the music. Mm-hmm. But that, that's not what they're doing here. That's why it doesn't look like it's for the music. There's a million and one good marketing things you could do to get people to come in and see bands earlier. Yep. You know, look at the way clubs do it. I know my, we don't do clubs. I definitely don't do clubs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> the way that clubs do it is. Uh, like entry is cheaper before 11 you know if a club is predominantly male it's cheaper for the female they they, they market it to get the the crowd in at yep. the right times and all that and fill it in the empty times they don't just say oh come to the club earlier otherwise yep. you'll miss the good DJ yeah, yeah uh, do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, it, doesn't, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way <laughs> oh yeah John, J-Devil's gonna it's be just, on it's just stupid oh, isn't it come it's at like, 11 J-Devil's on stage people see through this shit I don't understand with venues and stuff like that they must realise we're not idiots mm. you know if you wanted to do something for the music there's a million things you could do that would actually have a benefit I'm gonna go put out there and we just saw it in the last live show we went to if you really gave a fuck, if you were a venue, in fact, we, we touched upon it as well. Alexander Palace is a great one to bring back to. If you really cared as a venue about that music, Alexander Palace knows its queuing system is a problem. Doors open at, say, seven. Yeah. First band on at half seven. You know that no one's going to be able to get in. Not enough people. Yeah. The Roundhouse did it. Landmarks, were, doors open at 6.30 for that show whilst you sleep so. Landmarks were on stage at 6.45, according to the set list. Yeah. 15 minutes off the doors opening. What's that? 100, 200 people who yep. aren't getting drinks, buying merch already? They must have played to nobody. That place must have been embarrassingly empty. So what you do is you open doors an hour early. Yeah. But their problem with that is then you've got to pay your staff to be in an hour early. Yeah. But you get your drink sales. Yeah, that's You get thing. a fuller venue. That's the thing. It's, it's, you know, everyone can see through the bullshit, man, yeah. basically. But we know, that, we know that it's not about the music. I mean, actually, it could almost have a detrimental effect, couldn't it, if you were to do that? Because if you don't tell me the stage times... I might assume the first band's coming on at 7.30. Yeah. And I get down there and they've finished already. Yeah. If I was going to see the first band. Yeah. If I specifically wanted to see them and you don't tell me when they're on and I'm thinking it's Wednesday night, they're probably, you know, 7 till 7.30. You're down there at 7 and they start at half 6. Mm. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, anyway. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It, that's why it doesn't sound legit. Well, they put it out on their Facebook and it disappeared and no one else has talked about it since. It's just, yeah, it's one of those I wanted to see what you thought. And you thought exactly like I expected. Yeah. Right, we're going to yeah. wrap this up because it's uh, been going on a while now. One last track. 
Um, as always, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for coming back and hearing this or watching if you're watching the videos. Like um, and subscribe if you are. The usual, you know how the score is. Now hit that subscribe button and SoundCloud. And if you're, on, names. if you're on Apple Music, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcast, um, give us a review. That would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, five stars. Don't give us a one star. If you go there and give us a one star, <laughs> what the fuck, guys? Come on. Um, right, last track is from Midland Metalers, Left for Red. They've been causing a ruckus on the scene for some time now. Bloody been around ages, these guys. To critically claim five place from Stourbridge. Uh, this year, celebrating their 10th anniversary together. And a new album. It's called Human Complex, out on April 6th. You're lucky, we're lucky, because one of those tracks, Tame the Tides, has been out for a while now. Um, you can go check it out on YouTube, or you can just actually just stay right here. Because we're going to play it. Um, it's from the upcoming album. And I'll tell you now, my opinion of this track, of Human Complex is even half as good as this track. We're looking at one of the albums of the year for sure. Uh, Left for Red, Tame the Tides, Human Complex and April 6th. Enjoy. Thank you very much. <laughs>